0: As your interior designer, I'm saying do everything in black: walls, sofa, carpet, goldfish, everything. Um, can we not have a bit of color? Maybe one tiny highlight in battleship grey. It's your home,
1: so you should be in charge. With Avancard's Flexible Home Improvement Loan, you are. You can choose any repayment period that works best for you up to 84 months.
0: That's seven years.
1: Find out more at avancard.ie Lending criteria, terms and conditions apply. New applications only. Seven-year term applies to minimum loan value of €20,000. Avancard Dock Trading as Avancard is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.
0: Talk Radio.
1: Oh well, so what's going to happen is I'm going to start talking and then the theme will play. (laughs) So it's, get ready, it's going to happen at some point. The record was set with a show with wrestling shorts where it's like a full two minutes and then the theme played. we need that Uh, Dolph Ziggler record screech. (laughs) Oh, really should put that on the start of the intro? Oh, that'd be brilliant. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, uh, I'm going to try the intro and I'm going to get interrupted. (laughs) Let's see how far I get. Right. Hello and welcome to Perfect 10 Wrestling. My name is Matt Mayer, aka Aid Implications, columnist of the Imps Adventure series on Laws of net, and your host here on Perfect 10 Wrestling. Uh, this week I am joined by my former and now future co host, Bern. Well, what? How's it going? Oh, there we go.
0: I leave yeah. for easily two years, and this show goes
1: to hell. Live radio, ladies and, ladies and gentlemen. That's just, oh. But I got through my entire intro, so that was good. It was, it was almost perfect timing. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, he's... I'm going to move you up. Anyway, he's been gone a while, but like Triple H in 2007, he's grown. He's returned greater and stronger than ever. He's big boy burn <laughs> burn is back All right do you want to actually do your <laughs> intro into the don't, show
0: don't you put that on me Ricky bobby <laughs>
1: uh, i, I, I decided i was thinking hmm, should i use the 2002 triple h which got a really good thing or the million million dollar man triple h that did in <laughs> 2007 like as long as it's not 2019 triple h <laughs> oh, with his purple boob
0: it <laughs> <laughs> is terrible promos.
1: <laughs> uh, we'll be getting to that in a second. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so uh, on Perfect 10 Wrestling now, uh, where there's a little bit of stuff to get through before you get to the actual show. So, first off, I'm going to blast through all of the bollocks to get out of the way. So, please do check out the other shows on Laws of Pain Radio. Uh, Fridays, we've got Mad Plan and Mazza with the right side of the pond. Saturdays is now all about all elite from the men who bought you the WCW Legacy series Ms. Fan and Shane Mystic. Just hearing those names tells you that it's definitely worth checking out. Sundays is now when the Doc is back, so the Doc says he returns Well, it's already returned, but it's on Sundays every day now. And Mondays is Kingdom of Honor, with Jan Man and his friend Jeff talking, Ring of Honor, New Japan and whatever other bollocks they're talking about. Tuesdays is a global revolution, all of your stuff outside of WWE all the world over. And live after SmackDown is One Nation Radio with Rich Lato and James Boyd. Talking Raw and Smackdown. Wednesdays is planned with his solo show, Sports Entertainment is Dead. And then Thursdays it's back to me. <laughs> hey me. Uh, uh, also is the 2019 LOP Hall of Fame class ballot votes have now been count- uh, cast and they are being counted. Uh, you've decided the ballot, now you've decided who gets in by sending in your votes. Uh, so thank you to everybody who's voted. I know we got somewhere between 500, or well, maybe it's over 600 I think, maybe. So that's Pretty good turnout. So the results will be more going democratic out. than the
0: WWE Hall of Fame.
1: <laughs> uh, and the other voting thing, which I'll get to in a second, <laughs> um, results will also be out soon. So go to lawsofpain.net. Link will be at the top of the news list when it goes up. Uh, also, the King of the Columnists final is underway. The deadline is 10 p.m. tomorrow, and neither Plan nor Clive from the Mick and Clive show have posted yet. <laughs> so they got till 10 p.m. tomorrow. So, and neither of them are posted. So it's tense times. Uh, go down to the Laws of Pain forum to check that out, if you will do. Right. We're going to get to some news as well. So actual wrestling news before we get to Fastlane Raw, SmackDown, NXT. I've booked time just in case. <laughs> this right. First off, did you know Burn? Because Burn has like a life and a job and stuff. So sometimes he misses things. Oh, what a wank. <laughs> so uh the wrestling observer awards were released earlier today are you aware of this burn
0: uh i don't even know what those are so all i know is like the pro wrestling top 500 wrestlers i didn't know wrestling observer released their own awards and also mm. who cares <laughs> so yeah so it's it's yeah the wrestling observer however it keeps like a it
1: sometimes gives a representation of that year that's gone past um this year i don't really think it's captured that it feels more like this is what that kind of fan base likes, so it is a fan voted thing. So it's interesting to see some European promotions on there just because of what the audience is voting and what they. How many six star like. matches were there? Oh, the like oh the average rating of the top ten I think ended up being like five point four something. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's so just stupid. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, but, uh, the thing I found interesting, or the thing that's grabbed everybody's attention, and I know, assumably, was the title of many videos and art- articles and podcasts today. Uh, the Worst Promotion Award was won by WWE, which breaks, it ends TNA slash Impact's 11-year streak <laughs> of winning yeah. the worst promotion. And WWE has finally broken it. So congratulations <laughs> they're, they're like
0: mean? an explanation for that because so, i mean i don't pay attention to tna like at all ever but wwe is basically in the same spot it's been for like the last five years like for... doing terribly for like hmm. nine months a year and then getting kind of lucky on something and then ruining that lucky thing in, yeah. in this case being becky yeah but you know <laughs> it's basically the same so basically they're saying like wwe and tna were really close for 11 years and then tna like elevated itself by 5% to get over <laughs> WWE is that the argument I'd say uh, Impact's
1: um, pay-per-views were really good this year like they hit home and I, I don't really like the way their TV shows work so I can't really watch them or review them or tell them what, which one's best it's just something about the current way their uh, actual TV every single week goes I'm not a huge fan of however the pay-per-views they've all been great <laughs> They're like really yeah. high quality so it's it's really it's in, they're in a weird place where they've fixed some things, but there's something else that I just don't particularly like. So yeah, they've fixed a lot since uh, Don Callis, aka Cyrus the Virus. No, Cyrus the Virus is from um Conner. <laughs> no, um, Cyrus. He was, he's an ECW, and he was in he had the Freak Show on in WWF. Oh, what was his? I think it's <laughs> Cyrus. <laughs> Let's just go with that. Uh, A us just yeah, yeah, that's co- fine. Yeah, John Malkovich has confused me with his name. <laughs> <There he is. laughs> but anyway, yeah, so I re- really I feel like in terms of the fan base of votes on this, WWE did enough to annoy them rather than getting actually much, much worse than they have been. Because I wouldn't say this year was particularly worse than 2017, for example, if you're looking at just booking. However, then you look at the Saudi Arabia stuff, and a lot of people weren't oh. happy with how Reigns was used, Reigns' illness was used in the Ambrose Rowling storyline, and that irked a lot of people as well. And there were it's lots fair of still. Like if you follow them for the entire year, there's no uh, very, very their rarely... top
0: championship is never defended. Top championship never defended,
1: which is <laughs> it, that was fine in 2013, 14, or whatever 15. Sorry, with Brock Lesnar the first time he did it, it was really unique when he did it then but now we're like half a decade later and they've still not moved on
0: (laughs) okay that's fair i get it yeah i mean i don't watch other promotions but WWE has been i i said a little bit ago that it was basically the same as it's always been but no you list those things out and i'm like man maybe it is worse than it has been in a while (laughs) we get distracted sometimes (laughs) because you know daniel bryan came back and he gets to wrestle and the new daniel bryan's cool and you know becky lynch took off but you know they'll find a way to fuck it up you just (laughs) give them a little while and they totally have like the the
1: really interesting thing is when i was doing the i think i might have even mentioned this when we did the awards at the end of the year but i went back and i was kind of looking at trying to follow the stories from like month to month and if you look at it sometimes it's like every, some something every week there'll be no continuity but if you look at like after a storyline finishes or after a pay-per-view or like even just after a month or so it's they can't tell st- stories <laughs> things don't flow and they constantly contradict each other things just don't make sense or stories just either end or yeah or it's just they don't flow at all It's uh, think... Charlotte Becky Rhonda that works if you completely ignore those first few weeks. <laughs>
0: but that's called no, rectifying. None of, fine. <laughs> none of it works. It's insane. Oh, we have this match everyone wants. Oh, you mean oh let's suspend song, Becky. Yeah. Oh, uh, then let's hurt the ass kicker. Oh, let's put Charlotte in the match. Now it's Charlotte versus Becky, and Ronda's dropping the title. And now two SmackDown, people are competing for a Raw Women's Championship. Yeah, all of this is perfectly sensible. Great
1: work. Yeah, Becky Lynch had to earn the opportunity that she'd already won at the Royal Rumble. <laughs> 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 it's just... But Vonda dropped the championship, but he didn't drop. She didn't drop the championship. Oh my god!
0: <laughs> they're so just winging all of this, and then they write it, and then they do it, and then they go back to the writers' room on Tuesday, and they're like, "Oh my god, that was a shit show. We gotta fix like all of this," but they never do. <laughs> it's one of those things where people have made the point of
1: the actual card is turning out to look quite good. Like the actual end product, and you got a, you got your WrestleMania variety, which I'll call Triple H Batista the WrestleMania variety. That's good. So we'll get to them when we talk about more. But for me, the it, like the bulk of the card is actually looking pretty strong. Like you've got the Kofi Kingston storyline where they've somehow accidentally hit gold with that, <laughs> and the the building on that really well. They've only got three more weeks as well, so it, it's not really going to outstate. Welcome. They're going to get to it pretty quickly. And huge. Yep. Well done, <laughs> Becky Lynch. Just Becky Lynch herself seems to be have kind of worked. However, there's lots of things that just make it so convoluted where someone made a, a, a picture on Twitter where it was just uh, what the path should have been, and it was Becky Lynch, wins the Rumble, straight line, goes to Ronda Rousey. What they yeah. actually did... <laughs> <laughs> and it leaves us, it squiggles all over the pace. you got Vince McMahon's face in there, Stephanie, <laughs> and uh, Charlotte's at the top squiggly line, and then it curves right back down to Rousey. <laughs> points. Just, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, the actual card is not that bad, but that's... That's what WWE has been for me For the past year Excluding the Saudi Arabia shows Where I won't talk about them Until I have to in May <laughs> That's my thing Don't <laughs> like, so talk about them ever I'm just <laughs> yeah. going to pretend they don't exist Because they shouldn't have uh, That helps me because in May <laughs> you just ignore them as if it doesn't happen That's great. Anyway right. So uh, the actual card When it gets to the actual wrestling bit They've got an amazing roster So they're nailing it almost every time Maybe aside from Backlash like Almost every time the card has nailed it, it's just because the roster's good. But the actual week-to-week television, when it's the writers kind of taking a bit more over, that's when you're starting to see a lot of issues. However, SmackDown's been great. It's hit a really good run of form. There's still the odd thing where it just doesn't quite flow or contradict. or you go, no, main roster WWE, what you like. But it's nowhere near as bad as Raw. <laughs> it's just... Ah, uh, yeah, so did does WWE deserve to win worse promotion? In terms of like week to week television, I still don't think I'd call them worse than they were last year. But with other business things the Saudi Arabia thing for me is a huge just that <laughs> just in terms of perception for the company, that's a huge minus.
0: It's And uh, and Brock, I mean oh, like you yeah. said it, you go from one year of doing that, and it's unique. In two years, it's kind of annoying. And then you're like in year five, and you're like, okay, this is insane. And it just gets exponentially worse as it goes on every single year. So, you know, we're in like year four of this bullshit. And it's like you're just making it worse for everyone. Every year it gets worse. And every year you just forget that, that Raw even has a men's championship. And it's not like they're pushing, you know, the, the IC championship instead. Like that, that belt's not doing anything either.
1: Mm. I mean it's doing things
0: (laughs) great yeah Yeah. so we're going to give it to Finn Balor as a consolation prize have him basically beat Leo Rush fucking (laughs) nobody for it and and then he's going to lose it on his first real title defense to Bobby Lashley right back on Lashley cool the guy nobody wanted it on great okay
1: (laughs) it's it's odd I don't know where they're going with that (laughs) uh, I'll wait till Wrestlemania to criticize it or at least we know what the match is I (laughs) will but it's in terms... I don't understand... If they do have Finn in the match, I don't quite understand why Finn couldn't have been champion. Or is it just because, Is it just because the only way they know to make a story interesting is to make it heel heavy? That's kind of all they do. <laughs> there is no other way for them to write a story. It helps when the heel's Daniel Bryan, for example. <laughs> but they can't write any other stories. <laughs> so they have I mean, to the go only, to that well.
0: The only face story they know, too, is the underdog overcoming the odds. That's why you have a badass... Ass kicking no. Becky Lynch, and it's like, nope, we have to injure her and team up two heels against her. Otherwise, wow. I mean, a good guy can't just win and be cool. No, 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 no. you got to make it complicated. <laughs> oh, damn it, <laughs> it's,
1: it's so God Uh But yeah, I wouldn't say like, over other promotions, especially because I watch quite a few. I wouldn't call them the worst. However, yeah, uh, <laughs> in actual. The way I felt about them by the end of the year, I probably felt about WWE in the lowest light out of all of them. And then we had about four or five new eras so far <laughs> since December. So, hooray, that's going to be interesting. The latest one with the NXT call-ups for, for reasons... Don't, I don't know what's going on there. We'll talk about those when we get to Raw. Right. Oh, sorry, Fastlane as well. Um, before we move on as well, uh, on Two or five Live, the final of the Buddy Murphy Classic, as I'm calling it, has been set. It's Tony Neese versus Cedric Alexander. The winner will go on to WrestleMania. That match is next week on 205 Live. Uh, the matches this week were really good with both of the well, all four of them in the matches were you got that sense of they desperately needed to win and it really helped those matches. Tony Nese and Cedric Alexander I would say have been the two who have felt the most desperate need to win out of everybody. So it makes sense in the finalists even though Looking at them, there's something of a slightly underwhelming feeling about it. That's probably just because losing Mustafa Ali got rid of the actual story they were telling, and now they're just kind of mm, floating right. about a bit.
0: <laughs> and now Mustafa Ali kind of got pushed out of the main event on SmackDown, so, you know, he's kind of getting screwed over. Uh, yeah, But I'd, it's uh, it's still probably better to be a mid-carder on SmackDown than it is to be at the top mm. of 205. Live, so.
1: I would say, also he got a really good highlight. By uh, I know I know it was on Sports Illustrated, but I can't remember with other things. But it was about him being growing up as a Muslim guy, wanting to be a WWE superstar. And when he got into wrestling, like, he didn't understand why he couldn't be the hero he always dreamt as a kid. He had to be <laughs> the foreign hates America, attacking from behind. He was always the bad guy, and he was like, "Well, why do I have to be the bad guy?" And it's a fantastic article. I really recommend you go read it. It's on Mustafa Ali's Twitter. And loads of other people's because it's a really good article. But yeah, Mustafa Ali is almost impossible to dislike. <laughs> he they've, 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 comes across as such an awesome guy. But yeah, on SmackDown, I sense a clusterfuck. <laughs> I am sensing a multi man some, nonsense something because they've got so many mid card guys who are yeah just kind of floating about around the US title scene. And I highly expect Our Truth to be one of them.
0: <laughs> so.
1: Uh, yeah, he's uh, if we don't get game.
0: R-Truth versus John Cena I'm going to be real sad <laughs> oh, everybody... or it can be a tag team match it's fine but like those two have to be in the ring together it's that is like the funniest ongoing storyline on Smackdown it's so good
1: <laughs> like, the thing I like is uh, Kurt Angle obviously announcing that he's uh, going to be having his retirement match at Wrestlemania and people are saying oh would it kind of make sense for John Cena to be his opponent and then we're like no, uh, no R-Truth please R-Truth, no, no. <laughs> R-Truth Cena definitely <laughs> just yeah, It could be a tag team, it's fine. <laughs> I don't know who I want to be facing Kurt Angle. Personally, yeah, I feel like one... It's odd, because one part-timer match I'm fine with, but you're adding Kurt Angle, even though it is a retirement match, that technically counts as another match with the... We're celebrating the past era where they still aren't moving forward with the current one, and that's the whole issue of they do not trust their current stars. Unless they're Roman Reigns, because they put so many years of effort into it. <laughs> so it's... Uh,
0: the answer is Chad Gable. Oh yeah, yeah, his actual son. <laughs> his son, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> not his Family guy's son. His actual son. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Also on news, I've realised I'm meant to be doing bloody news. Uh, NXT. It's the Dusty Rhodes Classic. I can't really say. It. The Dusty Rhodes Classic final is set for next week. Uh, the Forgotten Sons versus Black O'Shea. So that's going to be interesting. Forgotten, I
0: S- have not watched this week, but wow, that's uh, oh, yes. interesting. That's just spoilers. <laughs> Huge spoilers. Forgotten Sons made it to the finals.
1: Yes, wow. for me, their peak 2005 SmackDown call-ups. Just like the guys like Mark Jindrak and Hyde. right? <laughs> just that kind of level. <laughs> it's just they're that for me. They just scream of mid 2000s crappy call-ups. <laughs> that just- yeah. Like Juice and Domino, oh, just yes, they have to gimmick. But
0: so, who did they beat on on uh, NXT this week?
1: Oh, big strong boys, Mustache Mountain.
0: How is that possible?
1: <laughs> the, the push- who is booking push- this show? <laughs> the Pushing <and> Forgotten
0: Sons. <laughs> just... Oh my God! Why they're so boring.
1: So I don't know if this will be a farewell for Ricochet and Alistair Black. Or if it's going to be... That, or, because i put the names together now. It's really difficult for me not to say Alistair Blackashay. To put the name together. <laughs> That's my instinct now. But yeah, it's um, it could be a farewell giving them the Dusty Rose Cup. Or they could try and properly push Forgotten Sons. Because they did it with, was it Authors of Pain? Where they were quite clicking and then they won the Dusty Cup. And then they won the tag titles. And when they wrestled the Revival, suddenly they weren't that bad.
0: And, and then they got called up, and then they got put uh, had the title put on them, and then they disappeared. They literally fucking disappeared. I mean, they did. Their manager,
1: <laughs> their story became Drake Maverick pissing himself.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> however, it's almost um, like when someone's yeah. not over and not particularly good, putting the titles on them doesn't fix the problem.
1: <laughs> Who would have thunk it? The title does not make the man.
0: Oh, we call that the
1: Seamus corollary. <laughs> Yeah, well it's, well, it's Seamus. I love him in his role with the bar. It worked really yep. well. And to find out he's been working with the same injury that Tomaso Ciampa's had to go out with. Uh, so he's got, a sim- he's got the same thing, and he's kind of proof of you can get an injury that bad and come back and work with it if all goes well. So even though it's going to cause him lots of trouble down the line, he is still able to do his wrestling job and things. So that's a good hope for Tommaso Ciampa. is looking at Seamus. But yeah he works with the bars really well but yeah was it 2009 He just got made champion because Jesse Ventura wanted a challenger who had not been in it before <laughs> a rookie <lucky laughs> challenger and then he actually won and the crowd were
0: pretty quiet <laughs> Fine. So we'll weird. call it we'll call it the Alberto Del Rio Corollary uh, yes <laughs> 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 but yeah same shit different day
1: yeah <laughs> yeah so I'm not expecting especially as the champions are Bloody, uh... Who are the champions? Shit. Oh, they, oh they're War Vaders. So, yep. Forgotten Sons, War Vaders, there's something about that that didn't sound that uh, appetising. But uh, but suddenly, War Raiders Blackashay. Oh, I like the sound of that. You've got your big lads versus your lads that are, can do good kicks and are relatively strong themselves, but could also do flippy things and fly all over the place and get launched by the big lads. <laughs> I just
0: don't particularly like Ricochet and Alistair Black as a tag team, so... Just let them have cool one on one matches. They, they don't yeah. need each other. They're not adding anything to one another. They're just getting screen time.
1: Like for me, this year, uh, I will also say, uh, well, there was another thing that happened. Do you mind if I spoil everything about NXT? Or do you want to yeah, say? Yeah, it's fine. Right. So it was DIY versus Alistair Black and McShane, the main event. Yes, it was good. <laughs> so that's that out of the way. No way. <laughs> but also, feeding into it, was the... Of course, there's the outside thing of we, as the viewer, know something that those who are in the story do not know. There is a term for that. I can't remember what it is. But, yeah, where you the viewer, knows something where those in the story do not. And that is Tommaso Ciampa's injury. So they were playing out the story of Tommaso Ciampa Gargano. And something I thought was brilliant was after the match, after they'd lost to Ricochet and Alistair Black, they were on the ramp and they did that thing where the logo comes up and... Uh, Johnny Wrestling's holding his knee on the ground, Candice is there as well, he's kinda of nursing his injury, Champa helps him to his feet, and then Tommaso Champa just as Johnny Gargano's kind of limping in a kind of mirror of the heel turn from back back in all the way back when Tommaso Champa goes to launch uh, Johnny Gargano into the uh, Titantron However, it turns out Johnny Gargano was faking the knee injury the entire time because <laughs> <laughs> he didn't trust Champa. <laughs> And then he stops Champo and then launches him into the Titan Tron. And then, then I've watched that going, oh, that is brilliant. Oh, that's <laughs> the perfect. That's element. hilarious,
0: but it makes me so sad because mm. Champo is like, if you just listen to me and work with yeah. me, we are indestructible. We are undefeatable. <laughs> like you were a champ and I was a champ and we were doing the same thing. And then they lose one match and he turns on him again. Like, come on, <laughs> come on. I like when the heels make sense. <laughs> However, yeah, the,
1: of course, the downside of this is that Tommaso Champa is now out injured, so there is no NXT champion, which means this is not going to happen. So after this kind of run of tapings, it's just going to go to... Well, the, as far as I know, the current tapings are happening right now as we're speaking. So they taped some yesterday, they're taping more today. So all I know is, at some point, Triple H walks out with the vacant NXT title and I'm assuming sets something up.
0: that's all i know so two so two options either just let dream be double champion because dream should be the champion of everything in nxt or send someone back down to nxt like an nxt vet who's not really over or doing much on the main roster give them the belt and let them be like the veteran fighting champion until you get that young guy that you need to put the belt on like matt riddle or whatever Mm. those are my two options too bad you uh too bad you don't have a ty dillinger around anymore (laughs) <laughs> he For me he work,
1: would work really well As the kind of veteran you have On the upper mid card Like he's, even if he goes for the title He's not going to win it But he has a great match Or he's there contending for the North American title That kind of thing But then I'm looking at NXT as like a more normal promotion Which it isn't Because it is developmental <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yeah, that, yeah, That's my scenario
0: where NXT is a proper thing oh. Or just let undisputed era run everything because they are money. Uh, they have got to get called
1: up at some point. <laughs> no, <Nope. it>, yeah, <laughs> no,
0: never. Sorry, not allowed. That Dream thing. and undisputed era have to stay in NXT. That's
1: the that thing where you look at the kind of things happening in WWE and you kind of look at NXT and you say, like, oh, like I don't, I want you to stay in NXT for as long as possible so I can <laughs> enjoy your character and things. Once you get called up to the main roster, oh, look at Alistair Black, he's just and then look at that nxt lad that's his character his character is he's an nxt guy
0: yeah he's a dude in a tag team with a guy he literally only tag teamed with once (laughs) and they ruined his entrance cool oh
1: because he's moody you moody bastard
0: (laughs) no because they moved it to the side and like you can see the board and shit that pushes him up it's just so stupid Oh, and you can
1: see that sometimes you can see the pipe that's push, that's pumping out all the air. <laughs>
0: <It's> <laughs> <Wait>. So dumb!
1: <laughs> like, David, how do you not know to not get that in shot? Oh, it's like getting the mic boom in. Oh. <laughs> it's just a...
0: Yeah, and like, he's good, but he doesn't have character on the main roster. They're just like, you know him, he's from NXT. It's like, well, probably like 80% of this crowd doesn't fucking know him. You gotta do a little bit of work.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. It made me laugh that they uh, had Pat McAfee taking the piss out of uh, the Lafayette crowd. <laughs> Which you think oh, that's a bold thing to do when essentially you're taking the piss out of the crowd for not enjoying your show when maybe you look inwards first. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's interesting. Uh anyway, to realize we're still on the news. I've not actually moved on to the main show. <laughs> so this is interesting. Already 30. I know we we're just going to do
0: the news for 2 hours.
1: <laughs> we can blast through everything actually completely different format to normal, just whatever topic you want to talk about can count it as news. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> however, on that kind of sudden bombshell of discovering that we've found a f- format for this episode, <laughs> uh, we are going to take a quick ad break. However, it is Doc's birthday today, so happy birthday to Doc. Hey. Also, Burn has an outstanding Royal Rumble game punishment. Uh... That doesn't sound accurate. <laughs> So I remember none of this So do you remember I played A rap theme to you Or a kind of rap beat to you anyway, To do a rap I think it was I only know that because it's still on the Uploaded <laughs> tunes here <laughs> I wouldn't have remembered otherwise uh, I'm not going to make you do that because that would be too mean But I was thinking you could sing Happy Birthday to Burn when we come back from the break No you are Burn cause Stop you... <laughs> I fucked mm. it up. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> this has lost all of its momentum now. You could, yeah, you could sing happy birthday to Doc when we come back from the break. A nice, not really a punishment. I'm, <laughs> I'm kind now. <laughs> of course, I've given Burn no warning about this. Nope. <laughs> That's so after the break, Burn will have his cup of coffee in the big time as he sings. Oh, my God. <laughs> if I can fucking find the the stinger. Oh, Found it. Right, good. We're going to go to an ad break now. We'll be back in about five seconds after this lovely advert about a Mark Wahlberg movie. That's been on there. <laughs> a, lovely, uh, a lovely Mark Wahlberg family movie. Uh, good. <laughs> we'll be back in about five seconds. No idea if that's five seconds. Right. <laughs> Also, I was just
0: checking can... my inbox, and Rob S. sent me an, uh, a message asking what the top 10 WWE, WWF tag teams of all time oh, in the yes, order were, I because of the yeah. Usos. I, j- I literally just saw this, and, like, this would be a great topic to actually talk about on the radio show if I were actually prepared yeah. to answer it. Like, we but put... are the Usos top 10? Yeah, for sure.
1: I think i put them in as well. What did I... I'm going to it, but we can actually set that for a topic. If, uh, as Burn is coming back, we can set that as an adv- after-advert yeah. kind of uh, announcement-y thing. Uh, after WrestleMania, the plan is for Burn to come back. So he's going to do a, So, yes, the days are coming to an end of me covering the network shows every single week. We're going to go. I actually quite like this format of just random news, but it might change every week. <laughs> <laughs> Some, this week has been a lot of news, but when there isn't news, we might just talk raw on SmackDown or whatever. <laughs> it could be tangent anyway. It makes sense to just have it as random shit. <laughs> it's not an thing. But I'm just seeing, did I send sent message. i'm going through my email to see if i did send my top 10 thing already yes i've done a top 10 list therefore i'm ready for this show whenever we do it <laughs> don't know why i had to look that up right now uh, anyway the next topic is fast lane right <laughs> so fast lane did you you've watched fast lane haven't you burn
0: i have watched fast lane
1: you've watched raw haven't you burn i have watched Raw. have you watched smackdown I have watched SmackDown. Oh, you're ahead of me. So I, I've watched oh. SmackDown. <laughs> so because I am covering the New Japan Cup on Lords of Pain, I've published a 5,000-word column on Monday. If you want to go and check that out, it's about a, like a mega preview of The Last 16, which it's currently in now. Uh, yeah, so I am up on Twitter watching those, so if you are watching the show live, do hit me up, because I will be there watching it on Twitter, so I'll, I should be responding and whatnot. But yeah, so I because of that, I've ended up watching SmackDown on YouTube. Just in like the quick minute clips.
0: So I So so you did see the cool, you did see the hilarious like Randy Orton, AJ Styles promo battle because that shit was so sassy.
1: (laughs) I thought that was great. It just, (laughs) just, both guys talking about the negative sides of everybody's career, but not hiding anything. It was just the (laughs) actual, it was like, oh yeah, that is kind of what happened. (laughs) And and it makes sense that that's how each of those would have seen the other's career. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, see, yeah. this
0: is this is what I was just saying. When the heels make sense, yeah. they're a great character. And Orton makes sense, and AJ makes sense too. Like, you mm. want to make fun of me for having a fucking diamond cutter? You stole the two sweet, motherfuckers! That's like your whole thing!
1: <laughs> oh, I thought it was also him saying that uh, you were getting tans with Dixie Carter.
0: <laughs> but, um... uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, that's turned into a whole thing, which they're just... I don't know. I don't really care about that.
1: Oh, so, uh, Dixie Carter tweeted out. was like, we never had to get tans because we were
0: both naturally golden. Oh, my
1: God. Okay. It was like, oh, rich, <laughs> you rich people with your <laughs> just sitting outside. That's what rich people do, right? You know? I,
0: I did see someone tweeted EC3 and was like, what do you think about Orton talking about your aunt on TV? And he's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well,
1: the other thing was somebody on Reddit, so i sorry I can't credit this, but they found a picture from 2004. I think it was 2004 or 2005 because Randy Orton brought it up was that year I think it was 2005 and uh, it's in the middle of kind of Orton was getting that kind of mini push kind of thing at the end of 2004 slash early 2005 and uh, they uh, it was a picture of Randy Orton posing in the ring and somebody in the crowd has a sign that says sign AJ Styles (laughs) <laughs> and it's just, it's just oh that is so good it feeds that's into, funny. if w w e can find that image to use in the build up promo v t r thing <laughs> that, yes, that'd be perfect uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed that promo uh, that's one of the I'm really looking forward to that match because they seem to have realized what the story should be, which is rare for w w e it's like on the very first promo essentially to nail the story, it's just mm-hmm. like, oh. I get everything both of those guys are on about.
0: Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's nice that they found something for these two like top stars who are not battling for a belt to do and then gave them kind of a cool story that's not super common and then developed it well, all in one week. Thank you. Very cool. Like hmm. These two top guys that are vets in the industry but got there in very different ways. Like That's the fucking story. Yeah. You don't need anything <laughs> else.
1: <laughs> the, the other else thing they kind of got is AJ Styles calling it this, like, this is the house that AJ Styles built referring to 205 Live, Randy Orton <laughs> kind of misunderstanding it and taking it as WWE itself and he takes offence to that. Again I'm fine with that. <laughs> that, that that just makes the sense. The only annoying thing is you know you'll have Corey Graves arguing as if Randy Orton's true and then Byron Saxton arguing as if, if AJ Styles is right yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's just like oh, can I enjoy the match please <laughs> the headache there of course
0: Every everything we love turns to shit like JBL was a great commentator for his first like year and then he turned oh. to shit Corey Graves has just turned into like a belligerent heel on, on Raw and on yeah. Smackdown he's turned into a belligerent, belligerent heel on both he doesn't have like cool nuanced views anymore it's just uh, he's yeah. I was,
1: I said, he was dancing I'll call it the Bobby Heenan line but it's just the line of you're a bit of a dick but you've got your quips and you do when something makes sense you will support the faces and you won't be an absolute asshole but most of the time, no, you'll be cheering for the heels. That's kind of the Bobby Heenan line because he dances it so well Corey, right. yeah, Corey Graves is full on heel now <laughs> that's yeah. like, he's not uh, well, i say the bottom of that pile is Michael
0: Cole 2011 <laughs> that's just the bottom of heel Cole oh, <laughs> oh my god don't talk about Michael Cole, I mean don't talk about Michael Cole ever, but specifically don't talk <laughs> about literal heel Michael Cole in his coal mine Oh, wait, i'll wait till i talk about heel josh matthews
1: from tna oh <laughs>
0: my god thank was... god i don't have to hear that
1: <laughs> that was something else oh, I... where's matt Stryker? i <laughs> oh, don't watch luke underground anymore
0: that makes me sad <laughs> I, I only watched the first season because it was it was a little too much for me but hmm. i appreciate that it exists but like Stryker always seemed like a pretty solid commentator for all the yeah. shit he gets like Okay, everyone fucks up and everyone does stupid shit once in a while. But like, have you seen Raw SmackDown's commentary? Yeah. <laughs> like, Tom Phillips is good, Renee's okay, and everyone else fucking
1: sucks. <laughs> because the other thing about it is they get most of their lines are fed to them, obviously, which doesn't help with matters. That you can tell with Renee that she doesn't really. That third person on Raw, whoever they've swapped in, it is their job to go oh. And that's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just, So when they say something, it doesn't really feel like it's got much of merit because the other two are saying that. Or when they're in the match and they have to get their thing in quickly or there's not much time to say it. So yeah, but they end up as, oh, that was good. And then Corey Graves is already talking. (laughs) So it's... Right. Yeah, Bucker had the same issue. David Otunga, the same as well. Again, I'm not calling them the best commentators. I'm just saying that third person, I feel like they're always going to suck in the way WWE wants them to be. So, uh it works in NXT a bit because of Mauro's... Mauro and uh, Nigel are both really good together. I Don't know why I'm referring to them first names. <laughs> but they're really good. They they play for really well, which means Percy Watson kind of fits in a bit more naturally just because of how damn good the other two were. Kind of like, hmm, I was gonna compare Jerry Styles joining on Raw because uh, Jim Ross is working so well. It's not the same. <laughs> I'm just saying it's a similarity of when you've got something that is working Putting someone else on the end of that thing that is working doesn't always ruin it.
0: Right. While especially if they're the third wheel that's just commenting every seven yeah. minutes, going "Oh," or <laughs> "I disagree,"
1: or "It's showtime." <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd make Percy Watson sound as white as possible for some reason. <laughs> Don't know I imagine wow. <laughs> oh, like a crappy game show host. Uh, oh, I didn't make you sing "Happy Birthday." Shit, you distracted me.
0: Uh, <laughs> I I. Um, what, what are you talking about? I did sing Happy Birthday.
1: Oh, 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 how could I possibly? Oh. Right. So
0: weird. You'll have to go back and check the recording.
1: Oh. <laughs> See, comedically, the right thing to do is to not make him sing it now. <laughs> 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 You've pegged me into a hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I don't, and I've deleted, I've, I've uploaded a Happy Birthday theme for Steve to sing the other year. So uh, it's not there anymore. so I can't play that and force it either Ah, shit
0: while we've been talking I've been trying to build my top 10 tag teams list I'm at 9 which is like the worst thing to be at I'm like does the bar go on here I don't
1: know See, I really struggled as well because if I could if my list would have been outside of WWE it'd be really easy to fill because there's easily enough (laughs) (laughs) top guys in there but because the top tags of teams this generation there aren't that many in WWE but I would say outside of WWE there's some really good ones Uh, I mean, does NXT count?
0: Because then does the Revival go on the list?
1: Oh, yeah. So when I sent my list to Rob, I assumed NXT didn't count. So I've not included the Revival or the DIY for their work in NXT. It's just, yeah, just the main roster stuff, which which counts all the way back to the 90s and whatnot. I almost put on Demolition to be artsy-fartsy because they've got the (laughs) record. And I was like, wait, I never watched them. I can't put them on there. They're not my. Favorite. I put
0: Demolition on too, just because I know their record and I know what they did. But right, if we're talking about like the things you enjoyed or the things you actually grew up watching, I didn't watch Demolition. Yeah, right. I
1: will tell you my tenth then. Well, obviously this is a topic for another show. <laughs> we're not going to use up all of our material <laughs> immediately. Sure. But my number ten is APA, just because I loved them when I was younger.
0: That's a good one. So... Give me. I your... don't no, no, no. Give me your top ten so I can figure out what I'm missing from nice. my. List.
1: So number ten is APA. Number nine, The Bar, just because it work so well together. Number eight, Los Guerreros, for their mini run in 2003. I want to say two, three, yeah. Uh, seven, New Age Outlaws, super charismatic. Six, The Usos. I've really struggled over my top six, by the way. I've shifted them all over the place. <laughs> so this is <laughs> this is kind of I've put them into this order. However, any of them could be switched anywhere. So number six, The Usos. Five, Edge and Christian. Four, Dudley Boys three heart foundation two Hardys, and number one i think they've earned it now uh the new day i've put them as number one the best ever wow longevity, on, the longevity on top of performance on top of uh the kind of like the merchandise as well is still selling and they've been around since for like four years <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: quite good for wwe standards can i so i'm gonna throw out a couple names that i just had on my list i haven't put them in order yet but they were missing from yours which is interesting y 2 AJ? Um, that's in like a week. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Uh, First of all, Chris and Kevin, come on. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, of course. <laughs> Jerry uh, KO,
1: that was it. Yeah, Jerry KO.
0: Brothers of Destruction. Mm, yeah. Which, you know, they never, as far as I remember, they didn't make like a big tag team run, but they are a tag team. They have a name and everything.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, do they count as a super team, like the <laughs> Mega Powers? Because did the Mega Powers count?
0: Right, or you know, the two-man power trip. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's like the top guys. Yeah, <laughs> that's but... pretty good. Um, and related to brothers of Destruction, team Hell No. Hmm.
1: Of course. I yes. mean,
0: these are guys that only had small runs; they didn't go for like ten years. But you know, they were the top of the division.
1: Although, uh, team Hell No were like an actual tag team in an era in WWE yeah. where they didn't have tag teams.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then the one the the last one that I'll list that you did not uh batista and rey mysterio
1: yeah so that's a bit before my time because I started at the end
0: of 2005 but uh, yes I know of it <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if I was just watching like a Botchamania or if it was from uh from like a an actual raw promo for batista but they I mean they showed some Batista Ray Mysterio like Batista turning on Ray and you're just like oh my god it's so heartbreaking everyone <laughs> hates Ray Ray is the sting of WWE <laughs> Oh I
1: remember thinking that it was it 2010 they did that or no it was late 2009 ready for 2010 But yeah that angle with Batista's heel run it's like oh that was such a good Batista <laughs> We came out in tight leather and he, <laughs> he was an asshole with <laughs> the spotlight Oh, so, oh, yeah, when all the lights went down. It was just, <laughs> it was, that was great. That was really, really yeah. good. And the what women, happened to you, Batista? Oh, he went Hollywood. And he knows that. <laughs> I feel like we're easily, naturally transitioning into what I think everybody's expecting us to talk about now. So, Triple H and we're Batista. Are talking about Raw? Fuck yes. Fast Lane. <laughs> oh, yeah, we've, we've changed topics <laughs> immediately. <laughs> Again, random news show now. That's what we might be doing. It's working quite naturally. Anyway, so, uh, Batista and Triple H... Batista, I feel like he's got a lot of freedom, kind of like. I uh, relate it to Daniel Bryan, but just like he's asked for certain things and he's wanting a bit more freedom to play with his character. Especially when you're looking at what's happening outside of WWE, where you've got AEW coming up promising more creative freedom, and that is seemingly why Dean Ambrose might be leaving. It gets it's confused people by them mentioning it. Suddenly, just <laughs> them mentioning it makes them go, hmm, wait a minute. <laughs> but. If he does leave And then mentioning it Because it's happening Rather than mentioning it Because This will (laughs) work So I'll pretend it I'll assume it's happening Unless it doesn't So Yeah With D Amos Maybe leaving Because of those Creative frustrations It makes sense that Just AEW Just simply Existing has maybe made them up their game and make it a bit better for the workers and give them a bit more creative freedom. Look at the Revival as well. Suddenly they've got a program and apparently there's plans for a push of the tag division after WrestleMania. It's just like suddenly they're getting promised things they weren't getting promised and AEW's not even had a show yet. They've just existed. <laughs>
0: <Right. laughs>
1: Giving wrestlers options or shown wrestlers that the indie scene is profitable because that's what AEW was birthed from. So, yeah. But my main point is... Batista seems to have creative freedom because when he did that first angle with Ric Flair my initial incident was no one in WWE would have gone this is how we should shoot this <laughs> that, is, that was way too high calibre for WWE normal people to have thought of that which is why I thought Batista kind of room but then also he picked the most Hollywood blazer he could possibly find <laughs> <laughs> it was so good oh, This is I'm looking at it going I'm getting the impression that he has got quite a bit of creative freedom here always at least had a lot of input in it and he yeah, he went out and he found the, the best blazer to make him look like an absolute Hollywood dickhead and he found it <laughs> it was perfect and of course I mean, it's Batista uh, and Triple H. H
0: they get to do what they want
1: oh yeah that's a fair point as well <laughs>
0: <laughs> nobody's telling Triple H what to do in his story
1: <laughs> also Batista uh, going mental has all, immediately become a meme which <laughs> is amazing just people putting that over multiple different things not forgetting that people used it as an example as to how the Brexit negotiations are going. It's <laughs> just Petita, ha- Petita having his thing. Give me That's... what I want. Give me what I want. No. Give me what I want. No. Give me what I want. No. Give Tell me what, me what want. you want. <laughs> you know what I want.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. So I found that promo incredibly frustrating. And out of like all the big like WrestleMania promos from the week, I thought that one was by far the worst. Because it doesn't. none of it makes sense. Batista shows up in WWE after being gone for two years and just wants to fight Triple H for some reason. He jumps Ric Flair, who he always saw as a mentor, and even when he was fighting with the rest of Evolution, like, he and Ric were still close. And then this whole, uh, Triple H cutting, like, you know, pseudo-shoot promos, right? Like, work-shoot promos, talking about his guardians of the, the indie scene, right? Or, you beat up my friend, Ric Flair the man, not Ric Flair the wrestler, blah 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 blah. Like you're you're breaking the fourth wall, but nobody nobody wants to go along for the ride, and then Batista shows up and it's like, Well, why did Batista do it? And he's like, Give me what I want and for like five minutes he's just yelling that over and over. And we're like, Fuck do you want at this point? I don't I don't understand. Why does Triple H know what you want? You guys talk on the phone all the time?
1: <laughs> he
0: knows he knows anyone. It was hard to follow and then in the end it's like what you wanted was a WrestleMania match with Triple H. You probably could've just asked for that. <laughs> you think Triple H doesn't have anything else going on, he didn't challenge the Undertaker again.
1: <laughs> it they certain things have played off well, like the reason he had the Guardians of the Independence scene that made sense. Him saying he something I found hilarious
0: was him saying he has control and then going well
1: get me what I want <laughs> yeah just, they just
0: yeah. they just repeated the same shit over and over and that, that promo just dragged on forever He's like, uh, I'm in control <laughs> we're doing it the way I want I'm in control we're we're going to do this my way he said it like five times <laughs> it's
1: one of those things which they got it across and I, I felt again him, Batista's shouting over Triple H I thought was fine but the thing that turned it into a meme was that it didn't stop. It just kept going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> going. and that's, that's when it entered meme territory. For sure. It, yeah. As in, the seriousness was kind of all lost. Because they were going for something pretty serious. And yeah, Batista... But, but I did like the fact that the idea was he would be going, shout, saying he has control and shouting really loudly. And that up Triple H as well. And then Batista then calms immediate, down immediately as soon as he's got away he wanted. I like the idea, yeah. but again, yeah, in execution, it went on so long that people just started laughing. Taking <laughs> this, which is not what they intended. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and of course, they get the no holds holds barred stipulation for WrestleMania, so okay. uh, good for them, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> again, this is this is a card that has got the WrestleMania like variety stamps all over it already. Uh, the, yes, it's. Yeah, it's a variety card which could be fun to watch on the night, or because it's WrestleMania. It's like, oh, I think uh, there was a joke on uh, a show I watched called OSW Review. Highly recommend everybody watch that. They, they don't, they don't tell me, they've not told me to advertise them. <laughs> just a slightest show. But uh, they made a point on last year's WrestleMania that it's the tightest seven-hour show you've ever seen. Oh, for <laughs> it's sure. Just, it's just why is it so long? I don't understand it. Living in the UK, I would like not to be dead the next day
0: <laughs> it's just so yeah. long Besides so speaking just... of weird ass Wrestlemania shit that relates back to oh. uh, Raw and Smackdown and Fastlane, uh, two things really excited for Elias to narrate every pay per view from here on out oh, I love like, that. if he could just come <laughs> out after every match, play a song, make fun of the crowd and talk a tiny bit about the match that just happened that's amazing, <laughs> it was so good at Fastlane, <laughs> and the second thing is why is Alexa Bliss the host?
1: Yeah, she needs something to do and they want to feature her that's all I can think of. Cool.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, put her in the women's tag team match or something. Like, find something for her to do. Being the host is, I don't know. I've never liked the WrestleMania host. It wasn't cool when The Rock did it. it wasn't cool when New Day did it. It's just its just another thing that's eating up time to me. And the show's already fucking long. You don't need a host and host segments. I feel like New Day worked because it fed into
1: the Hardys thing. So, At least it did yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, so that worked there. But yeah, things like The Rock or The Rock in Dallas as well. Oh my God, Dallas. The Rock is just like, I'm going to go beat up all your favourite young guys now. Cool. <laughs> or what if Alexa Bliss does The Rock in Dallas and she comes out with the same flamethrower, but of course that the the, the flamethrower next to Alexa Bliss will dwarf her. <laughs> yeah, she could never lift that. Uh, but she can try and it'll make it... Oh no, they'll do a moment of Bliss at WrestleMania. And right. everybody will or go and get their, Yeah, everybody will all, all go and get their snacks at that point, <laughs> and, and just to tell the just to tell them to screw them. That's when they put on one of their favorite matches immediately
0: after. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it takes so long to get food at WrestleMania. <laughs> That'll just be so. Like, yeah. So I'm a little upset though that Elias is number one back oh. to a heel, and then number two just doing his songs instead. Of being pushed to the moon because the mm-hmm. guy is over with everything he does. And yet, you know, he can't get more than like one wrestling match a month. Because like, he had anything
1: in London, he had that match against Dolph Ziggler, which just fell flat. But then that's kind of they did a match with headlocks and things. So like the whoever, whoever was the road agent or whoever was in, in <laughs> charge of doing the match in the ring, it's just something was off. <laughs> they shouldn't have just ever done that. Just a nice matches to me work if they're short in a way because he doesn't have that much variety. But in a short match, he really works because he can do his impact moves and kind of get out of there before we get to come Baron Corbin headlocks. <laughs>
0: <kind of thing. laughs> yeah, and that's fine because, you know, most mm. of the reason you like Elias is not his wrestling acumen. Yeah. It's his it's his songs and his <laughs> you know charisma and his natural connection to the crowd. So play that up, give him a five-minute match every night, and that's cool. But, like, yeah. don't just have him play every other night and then have him not show up the other nights and never give him anything substantial to do.
1: Yeah. Like Fastlane for me was perfect. It's just like oh, it's it's like a Disney movie. <laughs> he's playing, he's linking everything. Oh, or it's like Babe with the what what the mice in. Oh, I don't know how. I don't know if you watched Babe. You would have been a bit too old for Babe. I think. That Forever ago. <laughs> but yeah, they had the mice singing in between the different segments to kind of link it together again, like a kids' film. It was like oh, Elias is. He's like that. He's doing that. I love this. <laughs> it's great, <laughs> and he just insults. I do like the fact that with a heel, he'll get the, he'll insult the crowd, and then they'll they'll do a boo and a mixture of laughter, and then he just goes and he doesn't get interrupted. And when Elias said this is how it should be, Elias not getting interrupted, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, <laughs> it has got nothing to do with wrestling. He's <laughs> just a guy who sings a song, uh, taking the piss out of the crowd and then goes away. <laughs> but yeah, I like it. The, yeah. if, he, if I did that at WrestleMania. I think I'd like it because they at least could, now something where it's kind of making it longer but they could build to a surprise somebody coming out and attacking him and that's kind of how you end that kind of thing at Wrestlemania but yeah we're going to get Alexa Bliss wasting a bit of time with something that might not be good or it's going to be full of jobbers or hall of famers or something I don't know there's something about it which made me think why is this a thing and will it be that big of a thing at all (laughs) I don't know it's an odd yeah, yeah.
0: So let's link more fastlane to the shows, um, the Miz and Shane, and <laughs> the Usos retaining the titles.
1: Right. So I didn't watch Fastlane live because I had to do New Japan Cup stuff. But I so when I went, I did see spoilers. So the really the only spoilers I saw were for the Shane McMahon Miz thing. So I was pretty lucky. But yeah. So I am not into this feud at all. However, <laughs> however, I will admit that in the Miz's hometown it got an amazing reaction that that crowd were really into it. Yep. it they did that really well on the night but a plan made a really good point of imagine if they'd done that but instead of Shane McMahon it was an actual full time wrestler <laughs> like one of their modern day guys got that storyline instead of Shane McMahon I was thinking you know what that, that probably would have worked <laughs> just doing that like Miz teams up with an actual different face than the same exact same storyline, beat for beat plays out. But of course, Miz turned face because he got replaced in the
0: World Cup. I still don't exactly <laughs> understand why yeah. he turned face. People people theorize it's because he had a kid, and you know the kid uh, changed. His, yeah, that right, Miz. so yeah. So that's the theory. But I, I mean, I agree to an extent. The Miz Shane storyline has been fucking weird. Like them splitting the worlds best wrestler trophy and Shane even being in contention for that and then them wanting to team up or Miz having to convince him and then them actually getting a title shot because he's a McMahon he can give himself whatever title shots he wants it's all been very janky I do appreciate Shane is the one to turn on the Miz so the Miz can stay face you know he and Daniel Bryan have to stay diametrically opposed at all times Uh, I'm a little sad that we're not going to get Miz versus Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania like we've all wanted for like three years at this point you know maybe that'll be a SummerSlam thing when Daniel Bryan needs a new challenger when Kofi loses, sorry Kofi um, <laughs> oh, they're not going to do that are they <laughs> oh, but
1: they've not learned from 2003 at all <laughs> to do the exact same thing
0: <laughs> <laughs> but Shane is Shane is a heel kind of I don't know, it irks me a little bit um, he's he's never been great on the mic in front of the live crowd and he had like three fuck ups on Smackdown and we allow that uh, when he's a face because we just love Shane, like we mm. love the idea of Shane, he's the good McMahon right yeah. But now he's not. So now he's going to get buried every time he fucks up on the on the mic. Uh, he's going to get made fun of for his terrible face offense, where he does his little shuffle and his pillow punches. He just doesn't work as a heel, and we didn't need another heel McMahon. People yeah. hate Stephanie, and they'll always hate Stephanie. Yeah. Uh, Vince is playing, like, the full-on authority heel, just, like, fucking with Kofi for his own entertainment, <laughs> which is hilarious. But now you have Shane being the heel, too. The only face is Triple H. How is Triple H the one face out of the McMahons?
1: <laughs> but he wasn't a face in the Becky Lynch storyline, but he's a face in his own storyline, <laughs> just to make things nice and fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, me like, he, he gives Dean matches whenever Dean wants. That kind of makes him a face. Oh, uh, yeah.
1: He might be a face and, now, I reckon, for reasons.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I mean, he and Stephanie did let Becky off the hook when she fake apologized, so, you know, there's like a little bit of a face, a couple face points, but um, yeah, Triple I mean, Triple H is the one face. I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's just weird. I don't like Shane being a heel. I don't know what else to say about it. Shane being a heel is fucking weird.
1: Yeah, and for me, something about The Miz as a out-and-out out face, goody-goody-good-guy good face, he wasn't very good the first time, and there's something off about it again.
0: <laughs> it was a long okay. time ago, though, to be fair.
1: Yeah, and that was before he hit his amazing stride as a heel on SmackDown, where obviously everybody started to love him, and now we're into Dad Miz... So the dad Miz part makes sense, and it is going to make him different to what he was before. But weirdly, like, like you were saying with Shane McMahon with his muck-ups, when Miz was a face, like, pe- with his muck-ups, people get- were a lot less forgiving than when he was a heel. So it's like the opposite <laughs> of Shane McMahon. <laughs> when he's a face, people are like, we're waiting for you to muck-up Miz. <laughs> which
0: is yeah, I mean, hard. also keep in mind, half of the Miz's moves are stolen from Daniel Bryan, which was a heel move to steal someone's moves. Yeah. <laughs> now he's the face of Daniel Bryan's the heel, but he's still going to do half his moves? <laughs> I don't know we'll see where it goes I don't I'll give him a chance for sure because you know he's a very talented performer (laughs) at this point which is crazy to think about the guy from you know real world is like one of the best actual wrestlers or actual performers anyway not best wrestlers in (laughs) WWE so we'll give him a shot but Shane being a heel don't like it Mm. however
1: the Usos still as tag team champions like it
0: love that yes I'd like it even more if they had someone other than the bar or New Day to wrestle (laughs) they well they got Black Blackashay uh, We've already talked about that. <laughs> big tag it, team. Yeah. Big tag team.
1: Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with WrestleMania because there was a talk of giving something to the Raw tag team. But then there's still the thing of the, like, the new supports you get out that Vince McMahon just doesn't see tag team wrestling as a big attraction. Which, at the end of the day, when it gets to AEW, that is something that... Because, of course, oh the Young Bucks books are the... <laughs> they're one of the CEOs or execs or whatever. But they... Yep obviously think that tag team wrestling can main event and that's going to be a huge thing and that will be the one thing that Vince McMahon probably won't give them is in aew the revival would be main eventers not just featured <laughs> in wwe they will be featured
0: and that's also just a stupid event. argument how many main events did the shield have the shield oh, made evented point, yeah. like every pay-per-view for like three years <laughs> Oh, Maybe because so your shitty tag teams can't do it doesn't mean the revival can't do it. <laughs> oh, the like,
1: uh, uh, Slater and Rhino. That's what I was looking for. Slater <laughs> and Rhino
0: versus the Bar, main event of SummerSlam. Or, nope.
1: Or the last year with the B team becoming champions. Oh <laughs> my just, like, god!
0: <laughs> Don't talk about the B team. <laughs> but like, revival DIY. Fuck yeah! Give me that. I'll watch that Ooh. as the main event. Give me twenty-five minutes of that.
1: Yeah, NXT did. Yeah, they it did, and it was
0: amazing. It won match of the year.
1: <laughs> it was that <laughs> good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's an it's an odd thing with the tag teams, and I don't know what they're doing with the SmackDown ones because there's a store, there's a, a thing that they might be featuring the Raw ones, but the the SmackDown ones might be a either a clusterfuck, which we we'll already get in with a fair few things from SmackDown, I reckon, or it'll be Hardys versus Usos, which means the bar gets screwed out, and they've been quite featured over this year. Xavier uh, Woods and Big E might get screwed out of wrestling but they'll be featured because of Kofi so that kind of saves yeah. you there but the bar for me in terms of the output they've put out this year I still kind of feel like they should be at least on the card or something but this is WrestleMania
0: where <laughs> I mean they'll just do Monday. like some eight team you know no. tag team number one contenders bullshit I'm sure just like they throw everyone into the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal just to get everyone a spot <laughs>
1: Hooray! Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, the USOs I really really like they are they've definitely got themselves into my top ten for a reason. They're really really good. But yeah, be at the Hardys or whatever. It really depends on where Blackish are going. Because they could if they just did the match they did from Fastlane but on a with a bigger stipulation or something, then yeah that'd be fine, that'd be cool. But if they go over to the SmackDown side That means it'll be with the Hardee's and the bars, So it's a four-man thing and everyone's got a lot less time to get their stuff in. As we saw at last year's WrestleMania, the the SmackDown tag team match got like five minutes. Right. (laughs) So it's just, just get all your shit in and there was no time for pacing at all. (laughs) So it just lost everything and it felt like a squash match. Even though technically what they were doing wasn't a squash match. It's just because they had no time. So, ah, that was sad. I'm really looking forward to that one. I got really hyped when the Usos came out in all their white gear. (laughs) It's <laughs> like yes, finally the use those on the main card. Finally, and then the uh, match is over in four minutes, four or five minutes. It's <laughs> like damn it! Also, <laughs> I,
0: I was looking forward to that one. But yeah, so Mandy Rose versus Oscar. You want to talk about that at all? Mm. See, that was my immediate thought <laughs> when I was thinking. I know what the next
1: <laughs> one's going to be from Burn. I think it's from from Fastlane. Uh, I appreciate Oscar winning. Oscar yeah. actually struggling with Mandy Rose's bullshit. So I don't mind this if this is. Fastlane, they kind of pay-per-view in between WrestleMania and the Royal Rumble and they kind of use this to build up a future star. So if they're using it like that, then, yeah, I've got no issue. However, there isn't really anything for Asuka building and she wrestled Sonny Deville this week and they repeated the finish. Yep. So where there was, like, slipping on the apron, but Mandy Rose Shh.
0: seemed to struggle to get back to her feet after slipping and <laughs> didn't really seem to do anything.
1: <laughs> so it was I hilarious.
0: Know. I mean, it's one thing if Oscar sees you slip and she immediately pounces, but there's enough time there where it's more comical than it is, you know, aggressive competition. Yeah. So, the I the cre- the finish was creative. I'll give you that. I, don't, I still don't think Mandy Rose is very good in the ring. She's very mediocre at best, but people are like, she's a future superstar. Fuck out of here. You have, like... <laughs> Ten great women's wrestlers, stop focusing on fucking Mandy Rose. She's one that I'm seeing improving quite quickly, but that's what I kind of see it
1: as. This, if they're building her as a future star, because she improves at the rate she's improving, because Sonya Deville seems to be improving as well. So if they kind of have them bubbling under the surface, but I'm looking at it as somebody who watches New Japan, and I'm being an idiot, and when I say bubbling under the surface, I mean a year or two. I don't mean... (laughs) <laughs> I don't mean, like, by SummerSlam,
0: she'll be champion, which is what's probably going to happen. <laughs> that's not what I mean. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you brought her back down to NXT, she'd be, like, the fifth best woman on NXT. Yeah, so she's nowhere yeah. near title contending on SmackDown or Raw. Get the fuck out of here.
1: Yeah, to be fair, you look at who's in contention and who is champion in NXT,
0: <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's not exactly fair. <laughs> and, <laughs> just... But also, to be fair, they took away the two best... two of the three best women on SmackDown, and Mandy Rose is still the fifth best, so... <laughs> Uh, some people have shouted out what about
1: Carmella because she seemed to really improve under her reign, and by the time she lost the title, and she proved it again when she wrestled Becky Lynch and Charlotte, and she just kept up with them. She held her own, yeah. Yes, yeah, so could she be in with something? But then she she'll probably be with our truth for his match against John Cena. It's happening,
0: guys. <laughs> <laughs> Cena and Cena and Nikki Bella, bring them back together. I don't care if they're fake divorced. <laughs> Versus Carmella and our truth, do it. Oh, who's
1: like it's a work? Damn it, they're together. <laughs> <laughs> It's so all to get total diva
0: ratings. That's what it is. Yeah. All <laughs> right. That was too much talking about Mandy Rose. <laughs> uh, Kofi yeah. Kingston versus the Bar. Hooray! Yeah, yes. Kofi's in that triple threat. No, he's not.
1: <laughs> right. So the way they someone made a point on Twitter that all they needed to do was switch in an in in or out one word on the script and everything would have worked. So he would if it, if McMahon had said uh, what he actually said was um, you are. In the triple threat, you're, yeah, you're in the, tri- the match is now a triple threat, and He's, that match yeah. is next. Instead of saying that match is next, he should, if he had said, like, in the triple threat, and your match is next, it makes yes. sense that in that moment, you would think he means the world title match, and then when he realized when he said your match is next,
0: he meant it as two separate statements. But they didn't do yeah. that. <laughs> so it was just, I'd imagine yeah. that's what the script says, but, you know, 50 lines into the script, you fucked up one word. Yeah. Not usually a big deal, but this one word changed the entire meaning. I mean, it still <laughs> came off that way. It still came off as Vince McMahon fucking with him, so it's fine. Oh, yeah. yeah but yeah, yes, picture. for those of us who talk about wrestling on the internet and <laughs> want to nitpick things, yeah, yeah. it fucked it up a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, bigger picture,
1: it worked as a charm. Who gives a shit? <laughs> I give a shit, <laughs> damn it.
0: I mean, it worked kind of, but at the same time, like, why would Vince. Vince is like, you don't demand shit from me, so I'm going to send the bar to beat you up. Like, he could have done that. In any number of ways. I don't know. Just like wasting a spot on a pay-per-view to beat up a guy because he asked for a title match. I mean, it it links back into SmackDown, right? And I I appreciate Vince's point on SmackDown. He didn't make it well enough, if anything, where he's like, you know, you don't deserve anything. I don't deserve anything. He should have said, you had a fucking title chance at at Extreme Rules or at uh, Elimination Chamber and you lost. What (laughs) do you mean you need another title shot? You lost the first one. Why don't you go earn another one? (laughs) <laughs> That's what he should have said. But then he kind of did by saying, Yeah, you yeah. can earn it. Here's your fucking 12 guys you've got to beat next week.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they've kind of done that now with the, the guys you've got to beat. Fastlane was just him fecking with him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no other thing. Uh, no other thing for that. However, yeah, in terms of like, the overall storyline, they have struck gold. And I feel like they're hitting on like, the kind of social tension of it all really well by not bringing it to the forefront. It's there, but they're not doing a Triple H and flat out saying it. It's super awkward. But it works. <laughs> at the same time, I feel like. It's better I feel like that's better than the Triple H thing. Like them doing it like this, at least. I don't know, because I'm not used to WWE doing subtlety. And even though it's not, you know, it's not subtle, it's this is subtle for WWE. <laughs> and I really like that. The fact that fact I'm seeing that. And it's playing actually, I mean, really well, I feel like, so far. Every it's time
0: different. I'm on the show, I talk about how it's fucking racist, WWE puts all the black people together. Every single time I'm on this show. Hmm. So,
1: <laughs> but I feel like this could be an amazing moment the, the, the annoying thing is you look back at Dudley's history it should have bloody happened in 2003 <laughs> and they just mucked it up and huh? apparently Triple I'm H, H Pot- Orton. well apparently the finish was going to be Booker T beating Triple H and then there was politicking and changing of things, and then Triple H was made the winner which defeats the entire point of they even made Triple H into a bit of a racist and he won He's not meant to win. (laughs) No. (laughs) So this is the, it's a long time down the road, but finally they've got the opportunity to do it again. The crowd are really behind Kofi and it would mean it would be huge for them to actually have Kofi Kingston win in this storyline this time. Just they actually have Kofi win. That's all they need. That's the thing they need to get right. They're nailing it so far, but Kofi has to actually win. And they can't go, oh, Daniel Bryan's a really good a champion. He needs to retain. It's like, oh, you, you're into this story now. <laughs> Don't do a Roman Reigns at WrestleMania last year where you've told the story and then you change the ending and suddenly you still want to tell the ending, but you're just holding off and you're installing. <laughs> that, was, that kind of annoyed me a little bit. Uh, last yeah, year. so
0: if they, do have, if they do have Kofi win, I think that's actually good for Daniel Bryan just because the last couple of weeks has, he's been kind of boring as champ not his fault you know they've been mixing things up and having to call audible so it's weird but like yeah. the new daniel bryan without his championship belt like the whole reason he snapped and became golem was because he wanted that belt if he loses the belt it gives him a new motivation and gives him some ways to develop his character so that's very cool hmm. um but i had a criticism of the storyline and now it's escaping me so i guess it wasn't that important yeah it, therefore the storyline is perfect there <laughs> are no, no issues yeah <laughs> yeah i did i did like the new day coming out both during the during the handicap match hmm. did they come out during the handicap match i feel like they did I feel and like... then uh oh loose evans
1: then... yeah.
0: yeah 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 so they did come out uh and then later during smackdown when you know they just like were jumping everyone in the the opening segment and they're like fuck this we're done playing around we're done playing nice you know we're gonna confront vince i liked all of that you know break character a little bit yeah yeah very good yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. The storyline is being nailed. They just need to get the ending right, and then it will be like an all-time classic storyline if they actually do that <laughs> they've nailed it so well so far. And they backed their way into it just like they did original Daniel Bryan. Yeah, it's a complete. Like, yeah, they've kind of <laughs> fallen onto it. They've struck gold. <laughs> it's really, really good uh, because like, Mustafa Ali got hurt. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, of course he got injured. Oh, we can we can link that actually. The world yeah. title match. So uh, Mustafa Ali was added to the world title match as a surprise and in a way he saved the match. So uh, before we went live here, I was listening to Plan's show from yesterday, Sports Entertainment is Dead. Uh, so he was talking about this uh, kind of specific thing and made a really good point that, that it's really weird how Corey Grace was saying that, oh, Mustafa Ali might be put off by the kind of the crowd f- reaction cheering for Kofi and kind of booing the match a little bit. To which Plan made a really good point of well, actually, wouldn't that feed into Mustafa Ali's strengths because he's been wrestling for the past year or more on Five Live, a show where the crowd couldn't give a shit and were chanting for the other stuff and didn't want to really see it <laughs> and were really quiet for anything and he had to wrestle his guts out to try and get them to react and get into the match. And that's exactly what he did in this match as well. It's <laughs> just that, yeah, it's a really good point. <laughs> that It would actually, in terms of continuity things, this would be a strength, Mustafa Ali. But as I said at yeah. the start of the show... WWE don't have continuity and things because
0: <laughs> you can tell that things are booked last minute without thought I, to pass or whatever. I get that argument, but and I saw a lot of people making that argument that Mustafa Ali saved that match, being a triple threat was great, and yeah, triple threats are really exciting. Just like by definition, for a big championship, you usually one on one on one match to hmm. be you know a contest of skill and wills. But triple threats can often be more exciting because you can let one guy rest while the other two are throwing their bodies around, and that's great. But this is kevin owens and daniel bryan that match would have been fucking phenomenal if they gave it 20 minutes between those two oh, guys yeah. like it didn't need saving the only <laughs> problem was that the crowd wanted kofi kingston that match was going to be great one way or the other yeah totally agree yeah, it's one of those that
1: didn't need the addition but it definitely didn't hurt it's kind of one way of, way of kind of looking at it because i think the only thing that is hurting it really or if he hadn't added mustafa ali the thing that kind of hurts it is kevin owen did they really have a baby face because Kevin Owens has come back as a babyface, <laughs> he's but, kind of a tweener already. Yeah, and it, it, I feel like over time he will naturally become a babyface. But the way he was introduced, replacing Kofi, he's not going to get cheered about this story It's so stupid. <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's why he's a tweener. Where he is a face, but the way he came back was totally heel. <laughs> that is not how you bring back a face. <laughs> Which is that's why it's really weird. So yeah, he's he's the Yeah, Daniel Bryan is the heel. Kevin Owens as the tweener, and then he had Mustafa Ali as the out-and-out babyface, and it worked. And by the end of the match, the crowd were really into it because look who's in the ring, <laughs> which is right. Because he had Kevin, basically it was Kevin Owens and Daniel Bryan wrestling a really good match, and then now and then Mustafa Ali would jump in, do something awesome, and then <laughs> back out again, like do something mental, destroying his body,
0: and then yeah. back to Kevin Owens <laughs> and
1: no, Daniel Bryan. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah.
0: speaking of destroying his body, the one thing that pissed me off about the match, he took. Uh, pop a power bomb onto the apron, which basically paralysed Sami Zayn in storyline, <laughs> and he kicked out of a fucking pin. What? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, oh,
1: I when I, when that first started to happen on the main roster, when it just became another move. At first, I was just like that. I was like, "Oh, but the thing."
0: And nowadays, I am just let it go. <laughs> yeah, I you know, think he did do it to Cena, and Cena was fine the next week, that, and yeah. that was like his first call up. Yeah,
1: because he was they did it as like an, a the segment ending thing, and it was like, "Oh shit, are they gonna bring up what he did the next team. That worked really well, and then no, Cena's fine the next week, as if nothing's happened. Right, but then he started so, using it mid match, and people were kicking out of it. <laughs> so he's just
0: so yeah. just to be. Uh, just a thought experiment. It's, it sucks that they replaced Kofi at all in that match, but I get why they're doing it long-term, right? But using Kevin Owens was stupid. So who could Vince McMahon have brought out specifically from SmackDown, but maybe from SmackDown or raw to like push the, the storyline forward, maybe use an actual heel because they're going to get booed regardless or someone you want to make into a heel. Mm. Who could they have used instead of Kevin Owens? I've got two immediately either CN Almas, because he's kind of
1: naturally climbing a little bit or Samoa Joe because he wasn't US champion at that point
0: because then I mean I guess the problem you run into right is Daniel Bryan is yeah, a heel I was say, yeah <laughs> that's the other <laughs> issue <laughs> then he got heel so versus heel yeah. but the thing is if you announce it heel versus heel and then you announce it's a triple threat and you put Mustafa Ali in there maybe he doesn't get booed How because I mean... it's two hardcore hmm. heels and now you just gave the match a face
1: maybe not I don't know because they
0: still they're still booing because he's not Kofi yeah (laughs) but it's not the surprise you know Royal Rumble number 30 Daniel Bryan bullshit right where it's (laughs) not a surprise that it's not Kofi we already said it's not Kofi
1: yeah he's already been beaten up in a match previously (laughs) (laughs) there's a very big chance it's not him yeah yeah, it's yeah, it's I don't. This is this is one of the reasons I feel like we're in for a clusterfuck for the United States Championship match at WrestleMania. Because after we settle on Kofi versus Bryan at WrestleMania, what is Kevin Owens doing? And what's Mustafa Ali doing? And you've got our Truth andrade, Rey Mysterio, Samoa Joe fighting over it. And I'm like, oh, it just makes it feel so easy for them just to add Kevin Owens and Mustafa Ali to that US title match, and there you go. eight
0: man us title match yeah (laughs) i mean ideally i just want to see samoa joe and kevin owens go one-on-one and andrade Mm -hmm. and Rey mysterio go one-on-one that and then that leaves our truth and john cena right boom we just nailed it six guys (laughs) but you know thinking about wrestlemania just holistically right um not every fucking wrestler needs to be on wrestlemania i know you get a big paycheck you can give them the big paycheck without having them take up fucking time. Like, you know, WrestleMania 17 didn't have, you know, a seven-hour card and have 97 performers on it. It had, like, nine matches, and it went for three hours, and it was a normal fucking card. But nowadays, we got to squeeze every fucking wrestler that's ever had a match onto WrestleMania, plus a bunch of part-timers that just came back for that WrestleMania paycheck, and it's ridiculous. And that's why the card is seven hours. Like, okay, I want to see Andrade versus Rey Mysterio, but, like... At best, it's going to be on the pre-show. Can we not just make that the main event of SmackDown the night after?
1: Interestingly, I've not heard anything about a Battle Royal. There's been no Andre the Giant. Because normally, they've done a thing building up to it, or at least they have the job as going, oh, I'm going to enter this and win to do something like That's that. That's because the big show's not around anymore.
0: <laughs> Wait, where did he go?
1: He was with the bar last time I checked. Oh, yeah, they're so... That was in the build-up to the greatest Royal Rumble. So I zoned out here uh. because... Yeah, because of... Yeah, Saudi Arabia. Well, <laughs> to be fair, the story outside of the WWE going there was, you know, extremely it kind of important. So it's kind of like... If you were going to follow one, you probably followed the real... don't say real-life story. Best thing's real to me, damn it. <laughs> but the... Yeah, the actual world tension story, I followed that one and kind of slipped out of WWE for a bit. But... I know the big show turned heel to join the bar and then turned face to leave them like the week after that event. So or classic. Before it Or at it or something. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I counted the, uh, with uh, KMA Jackson on Twitter, counted the heel turn since uh, SummerSlam. And I'm pretty certain at this point we are over 20 nice <laughs> it's like yes great <laughs> no wonder it's so difficult to follow <laughs> it's just world insane. record and that's not counting Dean's face turn I've not yeah. <laughs> unless Dean's face turn took it over I can't remember but still that's a insane <laughs> amount of changes to the way characters are working so oh, many I... turns and yet none of them mattered yeah look at born Strowman. Where he's destroying, uh, what I get, I don't know how much on Twitter you are, so did you see what um, was immediately tweeted after Braun Strowman destroyed the car sent by Saturday Night Live, guys?
0: No, but that was awesome. I love that segment. (laughs) So, something I found, I actually feel, I feel
1: like some people were complaining when they saw it, and I was like, they found this awesome that they did that. (laughs) So, um, we have a toy out that's been out in shops for weeks. And it's a toy, which is that car. It I looked, saw like, that. Identical. <laughs> and it's Braun Strowman destroying the car, and it'll rip the side door off, and he can rip the front off. I was like, wait, so the not only did they have that car, <laughs> which I thought was like, that is awesome. They got that car. <laughs> <laughs> but he also ripped off the specific parts that you can rip off the toy. <laughs> like, if I was a kid, I would love that. I'd be all yeah. over it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that segment was great. Um... I guess the only good heel or heel turn or face turn was Daniel Bryan this year, right? Like, it's the only one that actually matters.
1: I'm trying to think. That one... I feel like... Huh, there's one that should... That was impactful at the time and should have worked, but they messed it up afterwards in Dean Ambrose.
0: So... If they gave it time, Ronda turning heel would be good. Oh, Yeah.
1: I feel like I didn't have any issues with when she turned heel, because that can still work, and they were going to boo her. I don't even know if they necessarily had to turn her heel, because it would have happened at WrestleMania anyway, so that could have worked quite organically, but, yeah, it's not... It kind of makes sense, because the way she tweets, especially, it's just, the more you learn about Ronda Rousey, the less likeable she is, so it was going to happen anyway, and of course, with the Superman character, eventually found a turn on it, so it was going to happen, regardless. Yeah. Like I watch Marvel.
0: MMA, so I've never liked Ronda. Was oh.
1: <laughs> well, so I've just seen her in the odd movie? Was she in um? Oh bloody yeah, hell, was it uh, the Sylvester Stallone
0: thing with the Expendables?
1: That'll be okay. Yeah, that, that sounds hurt?
0: vaguely familiar. She was in uh, so one of the seasons of Ultimate Fighter, which is like a phenomenal show. Of the early seasons, but her versus Misha Tate. You have to watch it because you get to actually just see her behind the scenes training people, picking people, her competitive side. Like, you appreciate Mm. her competitive side. She's a legit fucking competitor. Mm. But she's just not a good person. She's a bad person. (laughs) She's not likable. And if you watch, like, anything behind the scenes, she's not a likable person. So, yeah, putting her against your biggest face in your company for the last several years, Becky Lynch... Mm. and someone people at least appreciate in Charlotte, she's going to get booed worse than either of them. You just got to realize that and fucking go with it. So at least they finally went with it. Yeah,
1: but it's awesome to have three really strong characters going into WrestleMania, and the fact it's women. And that's why it's kind of annoying me a little bit seeing the rumors that um, the main event of WrestleMania is rumored to be a match that's not set in stone yet. To which I was like, (laughs) why is it not the women's triple threat? That is the one the fans have all been crying out for. So again, that's just a rumor. Because the thought was it was just going to be the women's triple threat. But then there's talk of, like, it could be Seth Rollins. Or it could or be. Brian Kofi. Or Roman's on the card.
0: Therefore, Roman. Which What match is Roman going to have? Is it just Roman versus McIntyre? So, don't get too angry. So, you sat down. <laughs> right, so the rumor was. Roman versus Brock.
1: Worse, Roman versus Corbin.
0: What? I'd watch that. Really? I like Corbin. Really? Corbin's one of my favorite wrestlers. <laughs> Hell yeah! Well, Corbin has an actual character. Well, Corbin is... is an actual wrestler.
1: I feel like Corbin is a fantastic mid-card wrestler that's become a main-eventer, and he's his. Whenever he speaks, I become bored. <laughs> that's my biggest thing. <laughs> I don't mind it when he wrestles. When he's get I feel like he's got a few irritating habits, like the. Um where they sat down in the ring and, and Colby would put his hand on their shoulder and it immediately becomes magma
0: <laughs> and it just sticks at them. And it's, I just there. look at him like he's a really ghetto triple H. Like he wants to be the <laughs> cerebral assassin. He wants to be the one that's like playing chess and maneuvering people around and building the factions, but he's just so bad at it that he can't escape the mid card. <laughs>
1: Ah, uh, yeah. I assure you none of the other economists on Laws of Pain would ever vote for Baron Corbin in the top ten. <laughs> I like...
0: I find him entertaining and they spent so much time building <laughs> him up right on raw and I was like, Dude, just let it let let it happen. Let let's <laughs> develop someone new even if it doesn't turn out. Like at least give it a shot. And like he got elevated, he was nobody, and now he's somebody. You fucking don't yeah. like him. That's good. <laughs> That's but... his job. It's better than having all these fucking heels that people love. They're not heels anymore. <laughs> the the crowd chants at Samoa Joe when he comes out. Dude's not a heel.
1: <laughs> I will say, because um, there's only really two people that I see. Well, actually, Drew McIntyre gets genuine heat. But then, Yeah. Yeah, so he's, he's another one that works really well. And he could be Roman's opponent, given what happened this past week on Raw with him. But they could just do the tag match of Baron Corbin and Drew McIntyre versus Dean Ambrose and Roman Reigns. Because, uh, of course, Roman Reigns, what is his fitness? Could he do a WrestleMania singles match? Or does it have to be kind of a tag match? Because, of course, he's only just come back. Yeah, he looks pretty gassed on uh, on Raw. As or in, on a fast lane? But... He, he looked good. He didn't... He,
0: he, look at him, he wouldn't have known he's had, what, how many months out. But, but, <laughs> but the question is, right, do you want it to be... Hmm. Uh, sorry, I guess the question is, is Dean being written out of the story because he got fucking murdered on raw it was awesome that was a that was a super <laughs> yeah. fun match and then he got claymored through like metal piping
1: yeah i, I thought it was like... great just the end even the ending worked for me i really liked it and of course drew mcintyre had taken out roman reigns earlier so things just made sense was it yeah
0: yeah it all made sense <laughs> just yeah. just, it worked really well i was really excited. everything everything fit together and if that was the last time you saw Dean for a year or two like that would make sense because that's a perfect way to write him out and it gives Roman motivation to actually have a match with Drew McIntyre in three weeks doesn't require any more build-up that's the match it's already Hmm. built just do it so to me that's the thing that makes the most sense but if they want to do Dean and Roman in a tag match against you know Corbin and McIntyre that's also fine because that also works it just means that Dean is not written out yet maybe he's going to resign yeah so, uh, I, so i didn't know as much that... as i love as much as i love dean i hope he does not resign immediately just because him stepping back a little bit getting a refresher recovering from whatever nagging injuries everyone has and you know giving his character some time to breathe after the horrifically mm. botched heel turn yeah i think is the best for everyone and then he comes back in six months and it's like oh my god dean ambrose is back ah so exciting <laughs> Honestly,
1: in terms of WWE's world, keep, well, actually, really, who whoever has Dean Ambrose will be that'll be a massive get for either promotion. However, Dean, hopefully, Dean Ambrose like not like maybe he is gone for a while. No matter, like even if he stays for WWE, even if he's gone a while, hopefully that sends that positive message of like someone like Dean Ambrose was going to leave because of the bad writing, as in he'd had enough, he was going to go. Hopefully, that is a wake up call in itself. That <laughs> they cannot keep going the way they are going, fans are turning away. It was. <laughs> are turning away. <laughs> have you thing. seen what they've done to the revival? Uh, well, as I said to, uh, <laughs> I think I said to Plan on on Twitter maybe. Like, I don't go. It's like wait. Uh, my my uh, answer is uh, like like with the NXT call ups as well. It's like my answer is let's like wait one or two months and see if Vince is still interested or if they're like EC three losing on main event oh <laughs> my god three. that happened he oh, ec3 was on main event and he lost he got to... pinned by tyler breeze
0: oh that was it <laughs> and everyone just went but it's easy tyler... he's the and tyler breeze <laughs> tweeted i guess losing to B is the worst thing in the world now <laughs> it was. it's just that thing of um like with ec3 when you look at him he's like his
1: strength is his mic work if you like, if you got Vince to design the perfect WWE wrestler prototype on WWE 2K, it would be EC3, right? <laughs> it's just everything like he doesn't suck in the. He's not the best ring, but he doesn't suck. He is amazing on the microphone. Just look at him. <laughs> I don't need to say anymore. But he's not allowed to talk, and now he's losing on main event after a win lose little scenario with Dean Ambrose. After it's hilarious idea. that they felt the
0: need to call up all these NXT guys because they needed reinforcements on Raw because Raw was so stale. Mm. And then they haven't used Lacey Evans, which is probably for the best because she's terrible. They paired up two pairs of guys that should not have been paired up, and then EC3 is just hanging out in the back being fucking mute. It's so stupid. <laughs> what was the point of any of this?
1: Like my my thought was he thought Otis Dozovich would be like the best thing ever. Just <laughs> the oh no sorry. Otis Dozovic. I've had my own rants about this. <laughs> it's just, no, that's not how the server language works. It <laughs> irritates me. <laughs> okay, we're American. We don't understand what you're saying. <laughs> like, do you call him, oh, what's his name? Do you call him De Djokovic? No, it's Djokovic. <laughs> no, his name is the short one. <laughs> I was trying to, oh, because it's uh, Dominic, uh, what do they call him on NXT? Uh, Dominic Djokovic. Yeah. Well, it's not, no? It's Dayakovich. you It annoys me. <laughs> <laughs> ah, uh, but yeah, um, yeah, you LHT should call-ups. know better, Mauro. <laughs> yeah, you're Canadian, Mauro. You don't have to go uh, adhere <laughs> to all of the American stuff. Uh, but yeah, um, the, yeah, with the NXT call-ups, I will say Lacey Evans for me. This might be my like comparison to you liking Baron Corbin. <laughs> but for me, Lacey Evans at first the gimmick was like, what the? This is just. What is this? <laughs> However, over time, it's gone from "what is this" to at least if you come out, why don't you wrestle or something? And that little change for it's, that's kind of enough for me to. It's changing to eventually she's going to have to wrestle, and it's built up that kind of feeling rather than it just being super weird and random. You've at least it's at least building to it, you're going to see her wrestle at some point, and the anticipation builds for her to actually wrestle. But then, like, just doing a video package for her imminent arrival would have done the same thing. <laughs> it's because Great. they mucked up the initial call-up. <laughs> so they're having to... So she's a yeah, less yeah. talented Emelina now. Cool. Well, to be fair, Emma... Well, I was trying to remember if she had a different name. It was just Emma, no. Emmalina! Yeah, to be fair, Emma is... She is one of the, like, immediately she's left WWE. She's become, like, one of the top female stars on the American independent scene. So it just kind of shows you that that's really weird like she was really good and they never used her and then they seemed to kind of use her and then immediately fired her it's like why
0: (laughs) you had a really good wrestler on your hands it's just the emelina thing where you show her for two months not wrestling just like a promo or come out and it I mean it's kind of funny at some point and at some point it becomes a joke but like you Hmm. don't want your characters to become jokes Yeah. (laughs) no character should be a joke nobody's gonna take them seriously nobody's gonna want to watch them wrestle and nobody's gonna take them seriously if they win so you know you're ruining i mean i don't care about Lacey evans i don't think she's very good but you know you're you're still ruining the chance that this person was given why even like why even give them the opportunity just send her back to nxt at this point she's not doing anything this isn't helping her character also did you see her new titantron
1: graphic no. It's got lots of little hats <laughs> that are floating okay. about, it. and it says Sassy Southern Belle on it now, because okay. they've had Renee wow. saying that every time she comes out. <laughs> and that was on a Titan Tron. But yeah, she has lots of little floating hats on it.
0: <laughs> and it's,
1: Get it? Because she yeah. wears
0: hats. Yeah. Cause, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's her thing. She wears hats. Cool.
1: Yeah. I was like, I don't really see what was wrong with the previous one, but I guess they are doing the Sassy Southern Belle thing, and she wears hats <laughs> so that's it <laughs> that's a gimmick she wears hats uh, okay. we'll wait and see when she wrestles there was a rumour that she might be wrestling Asuka at Wrestlemania but that was weeks ago and there's not really been anything since then so they could just do her constantly walking out and of course she's been inter- interrupting Elias as well so I think instead of my envisioning for Elias at Wrestlemania him doing his thing and then he calls it, at first he gets interrupted by Lacey Evans because you've kind of been conditioned for it to happen and that's kind of that kind of teases before the actual interruption. Like they did at Fastlane, which worked really well. Where Lacey Evans came out and the Elias is just like... Right then, and off she walks again. And whilst he's just staring at Lacey Evans doing her weird thing, that's when he gets RKO'd. <laughs> he just, oh, it worked to perfection. <laughs> that was yeah, really good.
0: that was hilarious.
1: Yeah. But yeah, the rumour was she was been built up for Asuka, but I won't exactly say what's happened as building up. <laughs> it's just... Ugh. <sharp inhale> Yeah, <laughs> that that's like Fandango levels. If she's set to beat Asuka, <laughs> it's just like no, no, that's disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> right. Before we get negative and things, let's be happy and talk about the United States Championship, which we've kind of talked about not long ago. So it kind of feeds into it pretty well. So uh, the it was set for the pre-show of just Andrade versus Rey Mysterio, and as soon as it was announced, Twitter exploded with, "Why is this on the pre-show?" <laughs> They've been shit. main eventing SmackDown with amazing matches and that wasn't enough. Back to the pre-show for you. Which is just like... And it, why
0: would it yeah. be a one-on-one match when we've seen that like seven times? Yeah.
1: However, suddenly, on the main card, as a Fatal 4-Way, it's like, yeah, th- yeah, the mistake was in the previous work. This is what the outcome probably should have been all along. And for some reason, they did a weird pre-show match where one of, it wasn't even champion there. It was just, these are good wrestlers but it worked i'm really enjoying
0: our truth i don't know about you I our love... truth has been great he's he's always been fucking hilarious but hmm. you forget because you haven't seen him wrestle a match in like two years that he's still like a legit athlete in the ring yeah. he's like i like i say every time we see him and every time i'm on the show like i really hope i'm in that guy's shape when I, i'm in half that guy's shape when i'm his age he's like 45 he's like in the best shape of anyone on the show he's in his 50s he's older than that it's crazy! Yeah. And you cracked me on that every time.
1: <laughs> it's because he, he legit is older than he would ever think.
0: <laughs> it's bonkers, weird. and he's so good still. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I, I, for me, I like, yeah, he's got to be at WrestleMania.
0: Yes. And,
1: of course, our dream scenario now is R-Truth versus John Cena. <laughs> but <laughs> But he's probably going to be in a multi-man... United States Championship, probably a ladder match or something. I
0: mean, it can, it can be the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal as long as it comes down to he and Cena. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and right. then after he wins it, he has to obviously, the obvious joke, right? He'd be like, I'm going to Wrestlemania! I <laughs> will say my little thing
1: is uh, when he does John Cena's moves, I would personally just have all the opponents keep kicking out at one. <laughs> <laughs> that's just my little thing. <laughs> so, yeah, Like when uh, Eugene used to do them. Uh no, his were legit finishers though. Oh he
0: did, didn't he? Yeah, I
1: keep forgetting about that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he'd hit the stunner and win. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Which was Or the pedigree, yeah. That's the one part about his character that I liked where it was he was a ma- he was a mega fan and he started doing the moves of his favourite wrestlers and he was winning with that. That's like the one redeeming factor of his character. <laughs> it was
0: that. Can you specific. imagine them doing Eugene in twenty nineteen?
1: Uh uh, if you don't know what we're on about, look it up. <laughs> too I'm for. not
0: going to explain it. It's horrific. Yeah. yeah. It's embarrassing to say we were entertained by it. But you know what? I was a teenager back then, so tough shit.
1: Oh, and I was a preteen, so yeah.
0: <laughs> so. so we have excuses. What's your excuse? <laughs> so, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair. We we have like two more matches at WrestleMania. Or, I mean, from Fastlane. Yeah. And then the we'll. I feel like we've timed the
1: shows well enough to end it after that.
0: Yeah. yeah. So fake so. match, Becky and Charlotte. Um,. I I'll take it. this first. Yeah, story match. Uh, yeah. yeah, so the story match, right? I'm still furious that you took this badass ass kicker, made her get this stupid fake injury that they've been playing up since the Royal Rumble, and made that into the story. So you've completely neutered her character, the badass ass kicker that, like, can't even walk to the ring anymore.
1: <laughs>
0: mm. So it's stupid that they had this match in the first place. Uh, and then the obvious result is Ronda has to interfere, right? So, um Becky played into that in her promo, which was great, on SmackDown, saying, you know, she got into the head of Ronda. She knew she she played her. She knew she was going to do that. And it's really impressive getting the head of someone who has no fucking brains. That was also hilarious. Uh, so the match was what it was. You know, it's one person who's injured and has no chance of winning, but, you know, still needs to get the win somehow. And um, the, the story just keeps on chugging. We got three weeks till WrestleMania. I wish this was a one-on-one match <laughs> still, but... Uh, you know, Becky, Charlotte, Ronda will be probably better. I just wish it was one-on-one because, you know, the first ever women's main event at WrestleMania should be one-on-one.
1: It's weird where it's, a story, like, I prefer story-wise or wrestling-wise because the argument has always been, if you add Charlotte, it's going to be a better match. To which yep. I'm like, yeah, no, no question. It's going to be a yep. better match. Story-wise, True story. Yeah, but story-wise, I think I would have preferred it one-on-one. So that's where the kind of clash happens. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but story-wise, one-on-one would have just worked really well. However, match-wise, I can't I can't say no to that. <laughs> it's going to be a good match. It's just like, yeah, yeah but narrative-wise, it made sense
0: for it to be yes. just Becky. <laughs> yeah. Story-wise, Becky and Ronda have a story. They have like a six-month history. And, you know, Becky and Charlotte have been friends and frenemies and enemies forever. So when they wrestle and they do these one-on-ones, which you've had like 50 times this year... There's always like that little interplay, and you can tell their friends and they know each other, because they're always shit-talking each other. And I appreciate that. It You just didn't need Charlotte in the match. But whatever, it's going to be better because she's in it. So, as long as she doesn't win. <laughs> okay, so someone, I think it was Rich Latta, raised a really
1: good point on One Nation Radio this week. So, yes, I'm repeating other points made on <laughs> Lords of Bane Radio already. But it's a point of, in terms of how WWE do WrestleManias in terms of the face, heel, victory divides... We have got in top matches. We have got Becky Lynch, Kofi Kingston, and Seth Rollins. This is WWE. They're three faces, all winning. What's the likelihood of that?
0: I mean, it is WrestleMania.
1: If it is, it's going to happen at any show, it probably would be WrestleMania. But yes, yeah, just that thing of it's WWE. Oh shit! <laughs> Could they <have> one <laughs> of them... As it, it's also three storylines where the babyface should be winning. I don't mean that in a, um, I want the hero to win. I mean that in terms of narrative momentum. (laughs) right? like, look, what happened at WrestleMania last year? Narrative momentum told you, like, the perfect thing to do was Roman Reigns beats Brock Lesnar in terms of narrative momentum. But he lost and they stalled. Because (laughs) that was still the finish of the storyline. They just belonged it because of Saudi Arabia wanted it or something. Yeah. So just screwed the WrestleMania main event. This year, you've got three matches where all of the momentum is telling you that the fa baby faces need to win. But it's WWE. They like to throw surprise heel victories.
0: I mean, this so. is how WrestleMania always goes, or at least has gone lately, right? Like the heels mm. of the champs going in and the faces overcome and everyone's so happy and you leave WrestleMania happy. It just so happens that we have three huge matches mm. and all of those matches have yeah. the heels as champs, so <laughs> not surprising i mean we should go back and look at wrestlemania's history the last like four years and see how often the faces versus the heels actually won mm. well for an example last
1: year in all three of the last three matches the faces won so but you had like like an after match victory for the aj styles nakamura so even though aj styles won he was there holding his penis while Nakamura was celebrating. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, and Brock does skew the numbers because Brock's always a heel, and yet he always wins. Yeah,
1: so yeah, Brock skewed the, the yeah, he's ruined everything. But then also, so really, won, so right? really,
0: this year's just going to be WrestleMania the same as the last three, except Brock actually loses.
1: Which, Fingers yeah. crossed. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm assuming we might have WWE title then Universal title, then women's. But of course, because it's Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar main events, that could kick in, even though I feel like it shouldn't. This should be like a historic moment in WWE where you crown Kofi as champion and you, and you have your first women's main event at WrestleMania. It's just like, yeah, this is like, yeah, there's like a changing of an era kind of thing as well, which I feel like would be really important. And they can't, Yeah, those are yeah. not going to be the last three matches, though. I am, yeah. If if that's one, what oh, you're yeah. saying. I just Zero cause percent were, chance. Because they were the last three last year. But they like their up-down momentum, which kills yes. us Europeans <laughs> <laughs> watching in the middle of the night. Where you have got your amazing match, match you don't care about. Amazing match, match you don't care about. <laughs> and by the end of it, you're just so tired.
0: Yeah, it's that theory of the cool off, right? Like you can't have multiple mm. super exciting, intense matches back to back because the crowd just gets tired. Yeah. So I get that that argument. That's why you're going to spread those matches out somewhat. But um, yeah, those three are not going to go back to back to back. So, uh, linking Fastlane back to the other shows, right. Rhonda gives a promo on Raw afterward where she does her weird fucking 8th grade poetry bullshit, where she's like throwing around 8 eight letter adjectives that she doesn't understand the meaning to. She delivered it, she actually delivered it this time, so good job. It's just fucking right. weird because no one else speaks that way. And then Dana Brooke interrupts and is like, I just want a chance, and gets her ass kicked. <laughs> which is hilarious. Like So, apparently
1: she does have a speech i was gonna say speech impediment or at least something or disability or something which makes it cause her trouble when speaking and of course she gets more nervous in public so that makes it even worse and if she got to remember a million lines that makes it even more worse <laughs> <laughs> but i would say for me the only issue might have been uh maybe it could still be the nervousness kicking in but it's kind of like the pacing of it where she's so fast yeah so she she say the line and she said the line am perfectly fine but then she'd be immediately onto the next one, and it's kind of like <laughs> the, the, she's not allowing the... Like if you're at a comedy gig, she's not allowing the laugh. She's immediately starting the next joke.
0: Right. <laughs> that
1: kind of thing. But it's just let it slow down, let it breathe kind of thing. That's yep. just my... That's my only thought on it, <laughs> really. Because, again, she was saying everything perfectly fine. It was yeah, it was just like there was no break to react <laughs>
0: in between. Yeah. It. immediately onto the
1: next one. And if you're Is someone like me... H it's oh, Is that Triple H advice.
0: Oh, yeah. It's that Triple H advice when he's talking to a... Uh... Uh, What's his face that plays Green Arrow? He's like, yeah, when you're wrestling the match, slow down. And when you think you're going too too slow, slow down some more. Hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Because this isn't a legitimate athletic activity. Sorry, wrestling's not real. Uh, This is theater. We're performing for the crowd. You need to slow it down just a tiny bit. You need need to also slow down your promos just a tiny bit. Otherwise, you're just freaking the fuck out. You look like you're having an aneurysm. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Which and, is what she's doing,
1: and of course, like uh, before, Fastlane came out. The uh, Ronda Rousey wrestling his fake had beat her up in meal uh, video uh, thing. Uh... Yeah, so this this guy came out after my show last week, so he didn't make my news bit. And it obviously it's like burnt here now to make that noise to it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I loved them going back and forth on Twitter. That was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> uh but then as soon as Ronda's like, "I'm going to kick your ass in real life." Then it's like, "Oh no, don't do it again. We're already having Triple H do this say, shit." Yeah.
1: so for me, the only reason that I was kind of like, "Ugh, was because they're doing it already in a different storyline and then for right. me that's one too much. It's not yep. it's not bad in its own. It's it's kind of bad in the overall thing Where it's becoming too much of a thing Where they're trying to be self-conscious And of course Colin Jost last week Saying it's not even real Which again, individually That would be fine <laughs> But all together It's like you're trying to be self-conscious Of oh we know we're not real like, I mean also Colin Josh should be dead <laughs> oh, because he got choked
0: just... <laughs> out For four minutes by Braun Strowman He should be dead <laughs>
1: Because I, I find it kind of funny because beforehand I was saying well yeah because Michael Che's a wrestling fan so it might be a fi- fine enough segment and that's exactly what they did where Michael Che was the guy who knew the stuff and Conan Jace was the I get wrestling, mega heel thing and then it's turned into ah yes, Braun Strowman needed something to do so it he gets warm. to beat up the Saturday Night Live Weekend Update gang I, I'm, only, I'm, I'm cool with this if he turns up on Weekend Update. Okay, that would be yeah. hilarious. <laughs> just, I really want that to happen. The Because he said, um, I'll see you live from New York, which I, yes, I, my, my first thought was to take that as well because WrestleMania is in New Jersey. And that's close enough. I guess that's fine.
0: However, if he then turns up a weekend update, just yes, <laughs> I'm Right, in. like, they do, like they do a weekend update after WrestleMania and they talk about it a little bit and then Braun Strowman just like burst through the set and they just run away. <laughs> oh, yes. That would be hilarious. Kool-Aid Man style.
1: Like they used to do with uh, the Rock Obama, where you just rip through <laughs> just everything. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. yes, just do that, yes. they have to rebuild the set, but who cares? <laughs> it be hilarious. <laughs> so, so,
0: last match, talked about it yes. a tiny bit. Yes, Baron so, Corbin?
1: Is, yeah, so this has got stuff spiraling off of it. So, this one might take a little while, but it's a good one to close Yay. out on in that way. So, the Shield reuniting. Yay. <laughs> yeah, Shield reuniting for the final time, because Dean may be leaving. We won't address that. out have already done it. So, The Shield, in a greatest hits of The Shield, as well, yeah. <laughs> which kind of gave it just that kind of a somber kind of feeling, uh, versus Drew McIntyre, Baroncorn and Bobby Lashley. The best thing in a build-up to this was people trying to come up with names for that group.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's just... just like... Uh, it's just a... Oh. How about it, Dumb and Dumber? There's three of them, though. Yeah, that's the joke. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Actually, I think it's fair to say that, <laughs> that went a little bit over my head. <laughs> it's okay, it's late over there. <laughs> yeah, it's quarter to two in the morning. I'm oh, to not gross. Get <laughs> don't worry, there's no Japanese wrestling tomorrow. I don't have to get up. Hooray! Hooray. I can have a normal <laughs> working <our> day. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so this match, it felt like a greatest hit. You had brawling out to the kind of area. I will say, on the... On the um, at the start of the show where they start panning around the arena I noticed they had a fast lane logo all active and everything on the bottom right of the arena and I, was, I don't know if they do this normally but as soon as I saw that I was like why is it animated and everything if it's off camera? <laughs> <laughs> so that's right. my immediate thought. Turns out there's a reason for it, it's because Seth Rollins is going to do a little jumpy-do. Yep, <laughs> so, yep. Yeah, and of course the big brawl that went to the pre-show area which I thought was great. Like the That's first... the
0: thing that the Shield does that none of those other three-on-three matches do. They hmm. always get Outside, it just becomes a wild brawl, yeah. And then at some point, the shield gets the advantage, and they get back in, and it's a three on one. And that's in part because those outside brawls always work in the shield's favor,
1: yeah. It's kind, of, it's kind of thing where, like, if you like watch WCW back in the day, those happen in so many matches, but yeah, in like one and there's mental because there's it's not just happening there because you got Roman Reigns who stays in the ring and then he'll still be doing stuff, and that really helps with the chaos. So you have um, you have Dean Ambrose. Well, what happened in this match? Dean Ambrose was Brawling on the pre-show set, then suddenly Seth Rollins dives from a barricade. <laughs> <laughs> He's there, then he goes back into ring, and Roman Reigns is hitting his Superman punches and spears. Like in terms of the momentum, it's just like, oh, that's why I love this group. <laughs> it's yep. just so fun to watch. And of course, I feel like Drew McIntyre, Banko and Bobby Lashley. It started off a little bit slow, maybe the match. However, they grew into it really well, and they themselves... Uh, the momentum of their offense also worked really well in the later stages. It, I just really enjoyed
0: this match. It was great. What a shocker. You yeah. enjoyed a shield triple threat match.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's almost like we've been missing these for a long time. Oh, uh, yes.
1: It's been... Well, Would have been the Evolution one been the last proper... Oh, no, because of course they did the... There was uh, one. The, the, the New Day at Survivor Series before Dean got injured. Then... They did a second one before Roman had to go.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think of who that was against, but it's escaping <laughs> yeah, me. It's the same here. But
1: then we get to this one here, <laughs> and it's just like, oh, it's like yeah, the first proper one, really feeling like since Evolution in a way. Yes, they've had Shield matches before, but I kind of there's something about this one which really honed back to that really good Evolution one.
0: So probably just it's just a really good Shield match.
1: <laughs> that's why it harkens
0: back to that. That's what it was it's the shield in the main event against three you know pseudo big name big athletes you know a new team that they haven't faced off against in a different style this yeah it was just exactly what i wanted and you know it wasn't their best match but it was the shield's highlights it was their their biggest hits so i appreciate it and of course the,
1: the ending to get everybody emotional of Seth Rollins screaming one more motherfucking time, <laughs> so good. <laughs> and then they uh, lift him up for the power for the triple power bomb. Do that one, two, three. Uh, and of course, afterwards you've got the just the outpour of emotion from all three of them. It's kind of yep. awesome to see. Uh, with, yeah, <laughs> with Ambrose, kind of me- he's got the thing which is called the lip wobble. Where it's the, you're not (laughs) crying, but you know, if you tried to speak, you probably would. (laughs) But yeah, just that lip wobble of, I'm not speaking, I'm just going to stand here silently. (laughs) But yeah, uh, awesome match, uh, awesome ending as well. And that fed into Monday Night Raw. So Burn, do you want to take it away from Monday Night
0: Raw? So the Shield came out for their farewell address, which I fucking hate the concept of. Like, (laughs) that's not what they do. They don't give farewell addresses they hide in the back in like a locker room or in like a a boiler room with their little handy cam and they film things. That's what they do. But they came out and gave a farewell address, which is basically Roman just, you know, talking about the match and being glad that they're back and blah, 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 and then turning it over to Seth Rollins. Dean didn't say a word, which kind of pisses me off as a Dean fan and is the (laughs) best guy on the mic out of the three. But, you know, he has the weirdest history at this point with the Shield, so it kind of makes sense that he wouldn't talk. So they leave it to, she- to Seth Rollins, and Seth Rollins starts talking about WrestleMania. He's going to slay the Beast, blah, blah, blah. And that brings out Paul Heyman. And we're like, yay, we finally get to see Seth and Heyman. Then, you know, three weeks out of WrestleMania, maybe we should give some mic time to the, you know, the two talkers uh, for the title match from Raw. Maybe that'd be a good idea. And I thought Heyman just ran circles around Seth. Yeah, it
1: was. And of course, it led to a really <laughs> odd winning match. Which, um, I don't know if I wound too far, because sometimes when I wind through the adverts, I go a little bit too far and just miss the opening bit. But I don't really feel like they explained why Shelton
0: would have done that, or why he was there, or why Heyman might have chosen him. Yeah, they tried to do that on commentary. So Heyman went on commentary, and they were like, why is he... I mean, we get that Shelton's... Brock's friend. and he's like, whoa, 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 they're not friends. Yeah, he helped train him, and they are roommates in college, but I wouldn't call them friends. But then later on, he said he just paid him a bunch of money. Yeah, (laughs) that works. (laughs) To to just jump Seth, because that's (laughs) apparently a thing. You just pay people to jump your opponents. So uh, that's why it happened. I just thought, you know, Heyman was making good points, and Seth was just kind of bleeding out platitudes and saying, I'm going to beat the beast, and, you know, (laughs) oh, your guy had trouble with AJ and... Finn Balor and I'm kind of like them, ha 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 and Heyman's like, here's the list of reasons that happened and oh by the way all those guys still lost damn, sick burn
1: <laughs> like, one thing I found really interesting, is kind of looking at it thinking out of Kofi, Seth Rollins or Becky Lynch, who has the least momentum out of the three of them and I was kind of thinking it's probably Seth Rollins, but I don't know if part of that is because Brock Lesnar's not there so how is he going to get momentum from
0: that and- Or and the Shield stuff as well and seth has barely been on there because he got hurt at the worst time oh, yeah, and of course, instead of yeah. giving him mic time to cover up like they did austin when austin broke his fucking neck and still letting him be on tv they just took him off tv <laughs> Yeah, not it was even so any, stupid yeah and, and mm. i mean becky's becky's momentum has been stunted but at least she's still been on the fucking show
1: yeah yeah <laughs> so with with seth Rollins, is i feel like he's got the least momentum however we've got three more shows to go you th- you think at least Brock will show up on one of them? He said they will be next week. Oh, okay. I don't really pay attention to things. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Heyman said he'll be on next week. Oh, okay. And maybe I did see that, and I just was like, uh, cool. <laughs> I really hope the Shield kicks the shit out of him. This, yeah. this is like my dream scenario. If Dean, if Dean resigns or doesn't resign, but I mm. just want them to have a good one-on-one match, and then like some craziness happens, and the Shield comes out and just kicks the shit out of Brock. Because you- Brock. Brock didn't put over Dean at WrestleMania and he beat <laughs> Roman twice at WrestleMania. And now he's going against Seth. They should just all kick the shit out of him. Uh,
1: that's the point. Yeah. He's the only wrestler to have faced all three members of the shield at WrestleMania.
0: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> yeah. As in, but in terms of like the shields, uh, like motto in a way, I don't think that's the right word, but yeah, in terms of what they're, I'll say they're, Yeah. their their motto. That'll do with, um, Kind of what their point is uh, to be in WWE to kind of be the saviours of the WWE in a way and protect them. Them taking out Brock Lesnar in a way after WrestleMania would be kind of, that would fit perfectly. As in they have have taken back the WWE from Brock Lesnar in a way because that's kind of the narrative they're doing.
0: Yeah, their modus operandi was also—that's the bloody thing I'm looking for. (laughs) It it was always hypocritical, like they're always helping the business and trying to you know right the wrongs of the business, but they were also basically just protecting CM (laughs) Punk against legit challengers, (laughs) and then you know they did whatever the authority told them. So it was always a little bit of bullshit, but. You know, in this instance, it does make sense. that if you know they could go out with this one act, like putting down the beast and restoring order to WWE, that would actually kind of tie it back together and make it less bullshit. Yeah. Because oh. as of right now, they were basically always gigantic hypocrites. And Dean was right. <laughs> Dean was right. What a shocker!
1: And of course, Bot Lesnar has to return because there's going to be a Saudi Arabia show in May. Ugh. Uh... Uh... Right, and we've already talked about. Yeah, let's just move on. <laughs> we've already talked about Roman Reigns and kind of what he'll be doing yeah, with Dean Ambrose. There's a... So again, one of the chances is this is him getting written out because he hasn't re-signed. Or this is going to lead into a tag team match with what uh, we've already talked about. Or it's going to be Roman Reigns versus either just Baron Corbin or just Drew McIntyre. And of course, Dean Ambrose gets the reverse of that. So yep. there's quite a few, few things up in the air in terms of possibility with those other two. But, of course, Seth Rollins, he's won the Royal Rumble ...and he's got the whole thing of Slay the Beast... ...which he can finally properly focus on... ...now the S.H.I.E.L.D stuff's kind of moved on... ...and the Dean stuff's <laughs> kind of moved on... ...and finally... ...Bot R- R- Lesnar's actually going to be turning up... ...because in those final three weeks... ...he can... ...in a way actually the S.H.I.E.L.D kind of helps like that... ...because that means that he wasn't coming out... ...every single week... ...like... Uh, ...what was it... ...it was someone, it was someone who was facing... The, ...Bray Wyatt with The Undertaker... ...where Bray Wyatt would come out... ...every single week and go a promo... But jo- The Undertaker was never there And people just got bored <laughs> <eventually>. <laughs> so,
0: It happens a lot now that you think about it Yeah
1: <laughs> So with uh, it's, Of course they don't have their full timers In main event positions Because, okay, because of my, my
0: favourite thing I
1: wrote last year Where it was um, you can't In WWE they can't become a star If they don't main event WrestleMania But they can't main event WrestleMania if they're not a star But they can't <laughs> become a star if they don't main event WrestleMania But they can't main event WrestleMania if they're not a star But repeat burn <laughs> Until it's just, oh,
0: I mean, yeah. the only exception to that rule is Roman.
1: Oh yes, because he, yeah, he won the royal rumble. Everyone was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh yeah, that was a not. It was. It's interesting looking back because I can I can actually watch that stuff now without any of the emotion attached to it. And it's quite interesting to watch that back and just see the fan reaction and everything, and see the sign of Roman is a wank pheasant, It's is just. just <laughs> <no>. <laughs> <laughs> it's just
0: the fact cause... did you see the sign from Smackdown that says Vince hate, hates pancakes <laughs> no I did not <laughs> <laughs> it was during the opening segment when Kofi was out there it was so perfect
1: oh, I know there was a really good sign at Smackdown because Matthew
0: botchmania tweeted it but I can't remember what it is oh. this is the only thing I miss about Imp's writing is he doesn't point out the most hilarious signs of the week anymore
1: oh if you don't know I used to review Monday Night Raw <laughs> every single week uh, you can probably guess why I don't do that anymore because you've got to actually watch more. <laughs> Because it's miserable. Yeah. But yeah, so I used to actively. Once I even rewatched uh, Monday Night Raw because I hadn't filled out my shit commentators <laughs> said. Uh, so I needed to fill it out. So I purposely once rewatched Monday Night Raw specifically for the commentary. So oh. that was bleeding for the product. That <laughs> is else? the worst reason to rewatch Raw. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm not doing that anymore. So yeah, I'm talking about New Japan now in columns. Something that Ooh. actually has continuity. So cool. <laughs> uh, sorry, what? You mean? Made... Oh. I was making fun of you. Okay. <laughs> and I missed I said, it. So cool. Oh, I missed it. So my self confidence can still stay high. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Never said
0: it. You're British. You have a low amount of self confidence to start with.
1: <laughs> Damn it, he's right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've been. Wa- I I watch. You're the worst every week, and so you know, the main character is British and he is self-deprecating about it all the time. So now now I have a keen understanding of the British psyche having watched ah. a British character on, <laughs> on US television. Yeah, they all hate themselves.
1: They all know what they are. <laughs> that was part of Burns' uh, rebuilding to return greater and stronger. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I had to do my, my research on my opponent. <laughs> anyway, so uh, that brings us to the end of the show. Yeah, right. I'm seeing the two-hour mark approaching and I'm calling it. <laughs> so uh, thank you for burn for turning up ahead of his full-time stint which will be happening after WrestleMania. so part-time full-time yes full-time full-time for two months <laughs> or that's the idea
0: that's, that's the idea it. yep it's gonna yeah. be exciting
1: yes and we're going and we're going to not get annoyed by moonlight Raw, 'cause because it's gonna be good <laughs>
0: it's gonna be good watch uh, or we'll just take the piss out of it like we did just today. So, <laughs> Who's going to be the big new debut, the Raw, after WrestleMania? That's the thing we've got to talk about. I've had enough NXT Cause... debuts now. <laughs> we have had so many in the past two, two three months. Not necessarily yeah. just NXT. Could be, you know. We got Bobby Lashley last year, right?
1: Oh, who yeah. Who knows who it is? I, I don't think anyone's really left that could be a big name like that. Because they've all gone to NXT. Because the biggest one is technically <laughs> Kushida from New Japan. But he's like a junior. He, like, he was a junior who probably was popular enough To maybe break a little bit higher Like Ospreay's done But I, I don't know where he's going to go Probably NXT <laughs> he, I see a lot of NXT essentially But not much I guess Undisputed Era in a way But depends what happened to take over Gargano by himself whilst Champ is injured or, Dream? Or, Velveteen Dream is a big one Because he's not really tied to anything as far as I know but Shayna Shayna's my Yeah that's one I'm about to go to <laughs> because I had this conversation with Jekyll our resident NXT reporter Pain. it's just that thing of Shayna is more than ready however the other two uh, they need a bit more NXT time so (laughs) do you bring them up to learn on the job (laughs) because they can just be by by Shayna's side not really doing that much and over time they'll be picking up doing it or you keep them in NXT and call them up later so it's similar to how it played out in NXT where it was Shayna for a bit then she got friends
0: that's the better plan, but we can talk about that another time. So Shayna, yes. we're on the same page. Yes, Shayna's the <laughs> biggest call-up. And, oh, actually, I think I've had spoiled who
1: she's facing. So I think they're in they've got a thing set up. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like needs
0: some backup. But
1: Anyway, so that brings us to the end of the show. Uh, thank you for listening. Of course, thank you for listening to any show you listen to on Lords of Pain. we.
0: But especially we... ours.
1: <laughs> especially ours. <laughs>
0: Uh, if you had to pick one, please pick ours.
1: <laughs> uh, I'll be back next week covering WrestleMania things. Still, yeah. As far as I, I'll, I'll do what I did where, this week. We're at the start. I in the kind of the news section, I will talk about the WWE Network stuff. So this week I just didn't watch, and it's the UKs didn't have time. So maybe I'll try and fit a bit of that into the news thing. So yes, I will talk about it when I get to it. But yes, like this week, it'll be random topics. To do with WrestleMania again next week, whatever happens, because <laughs> again, of course, we had the bloody. WWE is the worst promotion thing come out today. <laughs> I was like, I wasn't planning to talk about it. <laughs> Suddenly, it's a big Too news juicy. topic. Uh, but yes, thank you for listening, and thank you to Burn for turning up. Uh, he'll be back, as I said, in what? That's three weeks away now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that's quick. He'll be back in three weeks. That's it. I might be having uh, Clive from the Ricky and Clive show on um, because uh, I'll be taking part in his invitational quiz, going up against Sir uh, Sam. So that'll be happening. At some point in the future we need to organise it because Susham is obviously in Australia not the easiest time zone oh. to figure out with video. <laughs> oh. So we'll figure that one out. But yeah, so I'll clive on to hype invitation and maybe talk about a little networky stuff. And to play us out for the show, we have got Bern singing Happy Birthday to Chad the Doc <laughs> Matthews. Why
0: am I getting ambushed Bern, Oh my god. Burn, take it away. Alright, whoever I was asked to sing happy birthday to, (laughs) it was very important to me. (laughs) The Doc, yeah, (laughs) the Doc. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday to the Doc, happy birthday to you. And with that, I bid you adieu. <laughs> Adios. I hate you.
1: <laughs> See you in three weeks, bud.
0: <laughs> Later. <sighs>